if you stare at this poster for a few seconds, a hidden picture appears. Can we, Can we do it? Please, please. All right, go ahead. But hurry, the Easter Bunny's waiting. Wow, it's a schooner. <laughs> you dumb bastard. It's not a schooner, it's a sailboat. A schooner is a sailboat, stupid head. You know what? There is no Easter Bunny! Over there, that's just a guy in a suit! Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 232. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where this year for Easter, we're having a good old fashioned Easter egg hunt in a Buzzkill Countdown Top 10 Easter Eggs. Got real inventive with that title today, didn't we? <laughs> I was trying to think of some trying to think of some joke I could make, like, we're going to the White House for the annual uh, Easter egg hunt, but we're going to break in because you can't go there. Mega, 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 mega. But nothing nothing was working. It was nothing a dumb joke. that was it created was a, at I, all. That's, See, that's why I didn't say it, and I probably <laughs> shouldn't have said it afterwards. <laughs> I wish people could have saw it seen your arms while you were doing <laughs> mega 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 <laughs> uh, that's just how i that's how i just env- envisioned everybody who broke into the white house you know they were just they're like cheerleading like mega pom-poms and stuff i just that's how i picture like it what's going on guys i'm mike i'm jim and uh happy easter happy easter guy hey i don't know what easter means to uh to all you guys listening whether you are of the religious you know uh side of things or you're like me and you just want candy, just, right? Just candy. You just, you just want you just want them peeps. You oh, just want them uh, those those hot tamale oh. peeps. <laughs> what you made a face? You made a face like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't mention the peeps, man. Don't mention the peeps. Oh. Um, Speaking of got, peeps, mine got stolen got, earlier. What? Yeah, I gave those for you so that you could have them on the show with me, James. There might be a couple left. <laughs> I'll have to go check. I didn't know if they were for the show or not. Because Dude. I bought myself some peeps too here. Only I got root beer float peeps. You gave baby. me hot tamale peeps and you kept thought, the fucking root beer. I thought float you liked too? hot tamales. Do you not like hot tamales? How long have we known each other, Mike? I don't know. Two years? How long? Fifteen years <laughs> going on? <laughs> Something like that. Fifteen years, Mike. Do you when, not like hot when tamales? Have you ever known me to talk about <laughs> hot tamales? You know what I love? I don't know. You know what I, I love? A, a chewy, waxy little candy that tastes like burning hot cinnamon. That sounds fucking delicious. Don't I don't, you, don't, you I like, don't uh, hate hot tamales, but like for you to think that I would super want some hot tamale peeps, that's just way off base, dude. I mean, I only bought them because they were half off because they were trying to sell their Easter candy, in fairness. So I wasn't being like that nice to you. You could have given me half of the root beer float ones because now that I know that you have root beer float, I'd like to try those. I'll save half of the sleeve of root beer float peeps. How about that? Just save me one. I don't need half a sleeve. (laughs) You'll get half a sleeve. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, it's Easter, James. What's uh, what are your plans for uh, for the big old holiday? Oh, I don't know. Probably having a little 
outdoor. Well, I don't know. Is it supposed to even be nice out on Well, Sunday? it's snowing in Michigan, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's fucking... It, <laughs> so I wore... When I went to take my kids to school and stuff yesterday, I was wearing a uh, a t-shirt and uh, like a like a button... Button up or button down? <laughs> a t-shirt you, and just a button. Just one button. Do you say button up or button down? Button down. Do you say button down? Mm-hmm. No, you know what button down? Button down is like when I'm dressed Button down's up, a dress like a shirt. Suit. Yeah. A button, button up, up is like a flannel. So I was wearing like a like a denim button up. Right? Oh, that's button down. That's a Den- button a, down? Ooh, denim? Denim. Denim. Hell yeah. You wear that denim shirt underneath your suit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gross, dude. <laughs> There's only there's only one time when it's appropriate to wear a denim shirt underneath a suit, and then it's and that's, that's if the rest suit is denim. That's if the rest of the suit is denim. <laughs> Justin Timberlake, two thousand three style. Ooh, um, ooh so sexy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was wearing like a like a, and my sleeves were rolled up to my elbows. I had my forearms out, and everybody was like, "Oh fuck, look at this, look at the forearms on this guy," and then I. And then I look outside at like 10 p.m. last night. It's snowing. It was snowing hard too, dude. I was driving home, Michigan, uh, dude. at like what 11:30 or so. I think I was driving home, and it was like literally a blizzard. I posted a, a snap. I don't know if you saw it on our on our group Snapchat, but I it like, literally looked like I was driving through like warp speed. Yeah, like I had gone the plaid, going down, <laughs> going down 53. It was nuts. It's and 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 your first instinct is to get your phone out. <laughs> I have, I have to film this treacherous drive. <laughs> Kristen, Kristen texts me back as soon as I go home. She goes, yeah, because that was smart. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm good at multitasking, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I drove through. I was taking, I was taking my son to, uh, to his program today. And from 11 mile to 12 mile, it was like you turned on a, a blizzard uh-huh. just for one mile. And then all of a sudden, it was blue skies again. Yeah, I, I love Michigan, it, dude. Michigan's so Michigan is so. I feel like it matches my personality very well. That's that bipolar. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you sort of, but like, just yeah, like yeah, like I never know when I wake up on a day to day basis. I don't know if it's going to be the best day or if I'm going to punch a hole in my wall. That's fair. I mean, you do have kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's totally fair. And I feel like I feel like the Michigan weather is pretty reflective of that uh, inner turmoil. So. Yeah, it, it's it. definitely Michigan weather is definitely going through an identity crisis right now. Michigan <laughs> itself is just completely fucked right now. Michigan's, like straight Michigan's fucked. in rough shape, dude. April, yeah. a, it, everyone's dying, and then the weather's just like April Fools. It's spring, but it, here's a here's a bucket load of snow. Got you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck oh, you, nature. And then our now our now COVID is through the roof again. Oh and yeah. And it's with young people this time, which is even more scary for us. I mean, I well, didn't really give a shit about the old people before, but now, <laughs> now that it's it's affecting us. Oh, I are you from shit. New York <laughs> or Michigan? I guess I should say. <laughs> Fucking okay. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's um, all it's all just weird. Um, uh, 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 what, you just said something that I wanted wanted to respond to, and then I made that damn. New York. I said COVID's crazy. Oh, it's young people. Yeah, it's yeah. um. Well, I'm half vaccinated now, so that means I'm. <laughs> Look at you. I don't happy. even know if that's is is the second one just a booster? What is it? I guess it's just a booster, right? I think so. I'm not sure exactly how it works. Um, so te- I know that I'll probably so my, learn more about it next week when I get mine. But so am I technically vaccinated now? 
but I just need to. You're like half how, half vaccinated. Like, it's kind of like, like having. The, it's like, like, am I at a am I at a forty seven percent efficacy rate right now? Or yeah, what, how does it work? It's kind of like having a half chub. Like you can fuck with it, but it's it's not near as but good you as have a to full chub. The, but you have to hold the base. Yeah, you know, you need a little help still. You know, you, there's there's room to improve. <laughs> right. <laughs> so pretty much, you're just walking around half cocked right now. That's okay. that's pretty much all there is that, to it. That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> You should do TED Talks. I should, right? <laughs> Specifically I, on vaccines. But I'm only going to do them if the dude that wants to make the dinosaur chicken comes back. I'll be his opening act. Oh. Do, do TED Talks have opening acts? Because I, I made a career out of that musically. I was never the, uh, <laughs> never the final act. <laughs> so that's, that's where my comfort zone is. Uh, your whole life is a final act, dude. Uh, what does that mean? I don't so know. Like dying, does that mean like, like dying every day? Like every day is my final act to make it count? Aren't we all, though? We're I mean, all, we're all dying every day. I feel like once you hit Some like 40, you're just dying. No, you're dying. Like you're, you're dying from the moment you exit. No, you're growing the, from the moment you're born. You're so growing. This is, this is a very introspective conversation, I feel like. It's, you're, it's existential. You're, you are, you're, you're growing, but you're dying as well. From the moment you are born, you start dying. Cool. That's true. Cool. Right? It is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's metal. So if like my future wife one day gives birth, I'm just like, don't cut the cord. Because if you cut the cord, that's when the dying starts. So 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 eventually when they eventually when like you hit like 60 and like your your mother like tragically passes away you just got to be carrying around a corpse with you for the rest of your life get a little buggy for a little sidecar and then you'll and then you you suppose you'll never die I think so Wow, because the because answer then, then, the answer has been right in front of us all along. Yeah, because then because then as your as your your mother starts to die, it's like nature, right? Nature springs new life from decomposition. Right. So you're just going to be absorbing all of that back into you. Yeah, but then I just figured this shit out. But then but then you're stuck. But then you're stuck to the ground next to a pile of flowers. Yeah. Well, guess what, James? Life isn't fair. <laughs> I mean, you could be in worse situations. I wouldn't mind standing next to a pile of flowers yeah, for that. You could grow life. fungus on her. Get a meal once mm. a day. <laughs> okay, I see where you're going, and I like it. I'm hunt. I'm hunting for Maureens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that joke was kind of good, kind of not. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna go with it though. Yeah, half season, um, like a half chub. Yeah, yeah. So brought it back around. Brought it back. What's new with you, James? Have uh, we've talked about Easter enough? <clears throat> Fuck Easter. Easter is the shittiest of all the holidays. Let's be honest. Unless you're a kid. <laughs> Easter's cool if you're a kid. If you're an adult, unless, yeah. unless you're a kid, or unless or you or you believe in Jesus, I suppose that's <laughs> I was a good thing. Say unless you're a kid or you are a, a person of faith, you know. <laughs> nah, I I do hope though. I do hope that I can go through uh, today because this is releasing uh, on a, this one will release on a Sunday. By the way, I know that we said last week that we are going to start doing Mondays. Uh, ends up being Wednesdays for the last two weeks because this guy doesn't know how to run his life. Um, this week, though, I'm definitely going to release it on no, Sunday. You had, no, you had this one up by Tuesday. The, Sorry, Tuesday, past, yes. Still still two days late. But um, <laughs> regardless, though, uh, yeah, this one will be released on Sunday, and then the following Just episode will start Easter? the... Yeah. Okay. And so the following episode will start the uh, the Monday Night Ritual. But, all right, um, then. I'm hoping, though, that I'm I can go entire... i on all these plans. Yeah, yeah you're not important. Yeah, fuck. I'm hoping that I can go a full day without seeing a single post about zombie Jesus. 
Like, aren't I, you, aren't I, you usually the guy who says it? I'm not because not. It, it's just like it got old after the first year. Like once I heard it for the first year, every single year it's like happy zombie Jesus day. It's, like, it's just stupid. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just think like at our age, I think it's um, like making making jokes about like people's beliefs is just it's lazy. You know what I mean? You do realize that right before we started talking about this, I made a joke about it, right? Did you? <laughs> You know, if you believe in Jesus. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I mean more so, like this is just you and me talking, which is which is fine. We can make fun of people and their beliefs all day. I'm talking more so like on, on social media and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like people, like if you're 35 and you're still making fun of people for their for their religious beliefs and stuff like that, then, it's, you know, maybe, it's maybe not even rethink so much... your, your, own, your own life a little bit. Yeah, it's not even so much that you're making fun of it. It's that you think making fun of it makes you look cool. Yeah, that's that. yeah. drawing attention to the fact that you don't believe in that, right? Right. right. Like, like I say it because it's just funny because like it's when, me and you. But like, like I, we I would, were, yeah, you're right. I would never go online, like, or or even in a public space or anything like that, and start doing that. You like know? when we were young, it was edgy to to like speak out against organized religion and stuff. But now that we're old, it's like, yeah, why don't you just let everybody do what they want to do? It's kind and of the equivalent of. Dick. <laughs> It's kind of the equivalent of people that wear T-shirts with like "fuck" on the front of it, you know, like, you know, like, uh, like, like the the band T-shirts that would always be like "Mayday Fucking Parade," right? right? Like, I can't stand those. It's like I see it in public. I'm just like, of all bands, like, of all bands, I know. <laughs> like the fucking the most vanilla pop punk band <laughs> that you could possibly think of. Mayday Fucking Parade. You get what I'm saying, the though? Like fucking wiggle. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, it's just I see that shit. And it's just so fucking annoying. It's like, it's like, come on, like, curse all you want when you're talking to somebody, but like, to have that like on your shirt for like, literally everyone to see, like, what, what are you, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It annoys the hell. That's just my, that's just my, my yelling at clouds moment as an old man. I think is well, it's <laughs> stuff funny. like that. It's funny. I don't, uh, I don't really like. I, I curse like a sailor on this show. Sure, so do I. I don't curse on social media at all. And if I, I will if, and it if calls I do, for it. And but... if I do, I'll do like a, like if I'm saying shit, I'll do an S and then three uh, asterisks. Oh. It's like, and How it's, cute. And, and it's funny. It's not like, because I think, it, I don't know, like I, I've always felt like it's, I've always felt like, I, it's, when I see other people swear on social media, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me at all. Like I, it has no effect on me. It's just because sure. I talk like that. But when I do it, I feel corny swearing on social media. That's fair. I mean, you do you. Yeah, I will do me. <laughs> half do you, half chubbed, going in dry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah. what about what so, about you? Anything new? Um, not a whole lot. Tell, I um, tell me about why you sound like a fucking weirdo right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I. <laughs> Fun story. If I sound uh, if I sound a little bit different, I feel like every you couple actually, of months I have some reason as to why I don't sound right. You actually sound now that we've been talking for a little while and your voice is warmed up. You sound better. Yeah. Well, my 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 throat actually hurts more now too, which is Does weird. It? The more that I'm using it, yeah. Just pour more so alcohol fun story. Last uh, last Sunday, so uh, a week from when you're week ago from when you're listening to this, um, I had gone over to an aunt's house who was moving out of her place. And uh, we were helping her move. Just to, she had a whole house worth of shit. We we're helping her move some stuff out. And uh, me and my cousin were bringing a 
um, uh, washing machine up the stairs. And so the way that we had this whole thing positioned, I had the back of the washing machine was facing me. I was going backwards up the stairs, right? So I had the strap underneath the, the back legs. And then my cousin got on the other side of it on the front and then tipped the washing machine. So the, the back of it was kind of leaning against my arms, right? I was supporting the back of it. And as he was lifting the back or the front up in a weird freak accident, the lid to the fucking washing machine flew open. And because of where the back of the washing machine was resting on my, like under my neck and chest area, the lid flew backwards and throat, like just got me right in the throat, basically crushed my Adam's apple. Ugh. This heavy ass metal lid <laughs> uh, just came down. I fucking dropped the washer. I was choking. Like you literally dropped like, the washer. Oh yeah. I dropped it. Did it go down the stairs? No, luckily we'd only gone up one step when it happened. <laughs> so it wasn't like we were like halfway up or anything like that. But yeah, I dropped it. I literally couldn't breathe for a second. Like it hit me and oh, I, yeah. I was choking. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever gotten like punched in the throat before. It's not fucking fun. Well, that can kill um, you. Oh, yeah. Can, like, yeah, 100%. Like if you get fucking like judo chopped or punched oh, yeah. in the throat too hard, it <clears throat> crushes your windpipe, you can die. Oh, yeah. So like now my, so my, my like, um, larynx or not my trach trachs down here so like my larynx or whatever my like voice box windpipe area sure is pretty bruised i can like you can't see it from the outside but on the inside it's pretty bruised i sound like you mentioned the other day i sound well, like i have bronchitis you came over to like my that. house you came over to drop something off the other day and you're you you're like yeah i just i fucking <laughs> I, I just need to stop home real quick to pick this up and i was like are you <laughs> sick what the fuck's wrong with you it wasn't that bad was it sounded like you fucking had a pack of marlboros or something i gotta go to the store see i i can't i can't fucking do anything <laughs> to actually right now, do my... that it sounded it sounded gnarly i gotta go to the store and get some marlboros <laughs> you sound like you sound like um <laughs> fucking harvey firestein <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? No. You don't know who I'm talking about? That I actor don't know. who's got he's um he was in Oh uh, yes, he was in Independence he's in, Day. He was in the birdcage, he's in Independence, Independence Day, yeah, Mrs. Yeah, Doubtfire. Yeah. Uh he's actually, David, why did I just send my mother to Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got some sort of because I was I, I always thought that he was putting that on. I was like, well, why does he do that in all of his roles? His No, it's he's that's got his a, actual voice. He's got a weird like genetic uh mutation. Where his um, vocal cords, there's something crazy about his vocal cords, about how they're formed. So his, oh, his voice just sounds like he's smoked a fucking, you know, thousand packs he's... of Mabros every day. Yeah, but it, um, yeah, so that's why, uh, that's why I sound weird if, uh, if, yeah, hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll get fixed. My, my throat doctor, my ENT was like literally like, if, if your voice doesn't come back in five to seven days, come in and we need to scope you to make sure you didn't like fracture something oh, or crack God. something, which I'm, fairly certain would mean surgery oh yeah i'm yeah. i'm re and in fact that it still hurts now five days after and my voice <laughs> is still gone i'm i don't know how i feel about that and they that might they uh, might put you they might put you on vocal rest or something before they go to like surgery you know yeah they might put you on vocal rest where you're just Ooh, not that's the case to. if that's the case you might need to find a uh a second co-host again i'll do this shit by myself <laughs> dude Okay, I'd love to see that. Anyway, though, <laughs> hey, speaking of doing the show, James, we yeah. should probably do the show. All right. Um, so, yeah, we... Uh... Corrections. <laughs> Good job, bud. Let's yeah. get into some corrections. Stupid! You're so stupid! 
All right, James, uh, we did, like we always do, get some stuff wrong last week, and yeah. uh, I have a pretty hefty list, actually, because we are stupid. <laughs> um, okay, my first correction is uh, Blood Lake, the, the great sci-fi I thought was an eel movie, was not about eels. Blood Lake was about killer lampreys. There you go. How how niche is that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, lamprey. That's I mean, to the layman, <laughs> it, you could look at a lamprey and mistake it for an eel. I don't know. They they eels have mouths and lampreys have suction cups. Those fucking it's mouths. Pretty, it's those pretty different. Those mouth mouth parts on lampreys are like one of the most disgusting things on God's green earth. Right. Yeah, and not in like and, a and sexy, d- dirty way. And dis- <laughs> And disturbing. Yeah, they look like a sarlacc, like a little tiny mini sarlacc pit. They kind of do. It's like kind of like you take they take a weed grinder, right, and then take it off, so you're just looking at the grinding wheels or whatever. That's what the inside of a lamprey's mouth looks like. How do you know what a weed grinder looks like? (laughs) What's your new girlfriend got you into? (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about that beforehand. uh, Speaking of like drugs and stuff, my tonight's one of those nights I really wish that I did like fucking speed. I could really use a little bump right now, you know? Just a little a meth, little... <laughs> Just a bump. Oh. If Third Eye Blind taught me anything, it's that a little bump up is all you need. Actually, does that bring you to another one of your corrections? Because I forgot to look this up. It absolutely does. Great. Uh, Angel Dust is PCP. PCP. PCP, yeah, you know me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't uh, I don't even know what PCP is. I know that it's its own thing. PCP, I know that it's white and powdery, but all that's I know pretty is, much all I know. All I know is PCP is fucked because it's the stuff that whenever you hear about like uh um and then and then it took 12 cops to subdue yeah. the man. It's always PCP. <laughs> so every time pretty, either so that or bath salts. If I'm ever going to get into a fight, do some PCPs first, totally. and then I'll wreck some shit. Yeah, it's like it. it it's like it's like it uh, engages your entire, like every muscle fiber in your body, and you just become superhuman. If I was, if I was dope. a really, <laughs> if I was a really bad, bad person, I would like get a job at like a Viagra comp, like a, a place where they make Viagra, and I would start putting PCP in the Viagra. <laughs> So not only do you get like like hard as a fucking board, but then hard. you're just like fucking crazy, <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> so, suddenly the the ratio of people um, taking Viagra and the ratio of people uh, eating their spouses uh, are suddenly overlapping quite a bit, and we don't know why. Well, I would hope that most people who are taking Viagra also take the time to eat their spouse, but you know. Hey, hey, but, um, hey, fuck it. <laughs> I'll be here all night, folks. All, all right. right. Um, what else you got there, bud? Here's uh, an update. Um, actually, I'll say this one to the end. Uh, DDH. I looked up what DDH meant because we didn't know what the DDH DIPA stood for. As did I. Um, yeah, so do you want to take this one then? Uh, yeah, unless, no, you okay. have a, unless you have a fancier <laughs> thing. Uh, DDH essentially just means that a beer has been dry hopped. Double dry hopped. Double. That's what DD double dry hopped. Double D-D-H. dry hopped. Yes. But um, apparently there are two different versions of that. Like it's kind of confusing because different people have different methods for it. Um, I didn't. Uh, I, I was I was reading it or whatever, and it was like a lot of technical brewing jargon that yeah. I didn't really understand. But um, yeah, double dry hopped. My wife hates when I dry hopper. I'm sure she would hate. Really hate if I double dry hopped her, but well, if you dry hop her in the shower, <clears throat> it's no longer dry. Oh, 
that's science for you. That's science. <laughs> Coming in. Um, okay. The show cocked. that uh, I said that John Carroll Lynch was on Seinfeld last you, week. You he was so not wrong. on Seinfeld. What was he, on? he was on. It was a very similar show, but it wasn't Seinfeld. Bro, uh, Star, wait. Star Trek Voyager. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say stop. Because what show is similar to Seinfeld? Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh. <laughs> wow. Touche. Right? Well done. On the ball today, my friend. No, he was on uh, Star Trek Voyager for like a hundred and some odd episodes. He was a main really? character. Yeah. Really? Um, I knew that he was on one of those old 90s shows, and I don't know why I went Seinfeld. But... I, feel like he sh- I feel like he showed up in some sitcoms too, but. He probably I'm, did. I'm Again, sure. though, Seinfeld, not, not even a single episode. Wow. I looked up his, uh, on his IMDb, and there was huh. not even a single episode. All but right. uh, Okay, so my other update that I was going to talk about was we were talking about the uh, whole Richard Stanley deal and all that stuff yeah. last last week. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about Victor Salva a little bit and mm-hmm. how you know we will not watch Jeepers Creepers 3 because that's a movie that came out post-allegations or you know all that. He was in jail for a long time, yada, right, yada, yada. Right. Um, we are wrong oh, about that. Really? Very wrong. And I did not know the timeline of Victor Salva's discrepancies. Okay. Um, Victor Salva went to jail in 1988. Oh. So everything that he made, he made a Disney movie in powder, post-conviction, post-jail time. Whoa. Yeah. Powder so I had no... Kid who could... Who, who was... Yeah, Sean Patrick Flannery was in it. Yeah. Oh my God! Was that Sean Patrick Flannery? Yeah, it was. He it was a very Potter? young John Patrick Flannery. Yeah, Sean, uh, but you just said Victor John Patrick Flannery. What, John, you, what is it? You said you said John Patrick Flannery. Yeah, what's it's Sean? Oh, Sean. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah. Uh, so Victor Salva made that movie after he served his time. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that um, the funny thing is, is that uh, big time fucking director, uncle of Nick Cage. Uh, Da, ba, uh, Coppola. Ba, ba, ba. Yes, Coppola. Yeah. Coppola actually is a huge supporter of Victor Salva, even after everything, even after his jail. He gave him money <clears throat> to get back on his feet, I guess. He put words in with the studios to get him more work. Really? Because as because as he said, he he realized what he did was wrong and he can separate that just because a person did something bad doesn't mean their art isn't good and this and that and it's oh, a, hold a, the on, whole thing's hold a really on. weird. Hold on, it's a really weird thing. Hold up, there, Francis. There's a difference between what we were talking about last week, separating yeah. the art from the artist, right? Yeah. And then actively funding somebody yeah. who who has been oh, yeah. convicted and has done time for crimes against children. Yeah, that is so, fucked up. Yeah, and so the thing is, is that. The first Jeepers Creepers movie and the second one were both made well, well, well after, like a long time after. There's actually a really interesting piece that was written by the New York Times that I was reading. Yeah. And it was all about Victor Salva. Yeah. And it's it's fucking weird to read because it's almost a positive piece on him. Really? Like talking about his past and you know he gives an interview about how he's so sorry for what he did and he's trying to be a better person and that no, no matter what he does this is always going to follow him around and this yep, and that and yada yada. But the the article is framed in a way that is very much trying to put a positive spin on his, on his entire career and it's it's weird. That's, it's a weird read. Yeah, when was when did that come out? You know, I didn't check a date on it. 
Um, um, we can come back <clears throat> to it next week if you want to. I'll let you read it. That's it's gonna be an ongoing theme every uh, every episode. We're talking about child molesters. Okay, yeah, because well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't care if you're sorry. I don't care if you say you've learned your lesson. Like people, people who uh, people who have that mindset, like uh, like uh, of being attracted to children, mm-hmm. that doesn't just go away. Here's here's also the weird thing, the mo- the the mother of the kid from Clown House. Yeah, she hell holds no ill will towards him. Doesn't and thinks that he should still be able to work. Doesn't think that like and the kid too apparently has moved on. Doesn't care about it anymore. Like he picketed something or other at one point in time, but like now as he's growing older, like just doesn't really think about it. Doesn't really care about it anymore. This is bizarre. The mom. The mom is like, as long as there's no, there's, as long as he's not working with children, he should be able to work. He should be able to make a living. He should be able to do what he what does. What was the this entire is, like, cast of Jeepers Creepers too? <clears throat> children. I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm not, <laughs> you know? I'm not saying that he's not allowed to. She just thinks he shouldn't be. I know, but that's, but that, yeah, that's, it's weird. That's the whole thing's weird. Yeah, that's fucked up. I did not. Anyway, though, I yeah, yeah, I didn't know about that timeline. Yeah, neither did I. Had I known reason, about the timeline, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have watched any of his movies. I for some reason, I was always under the impression that he went to jail between Jeepers Creepers two and three. Yeah, I did. And maybe that's I just because too. that's when I found out about him. Yeah. And so maybe in my brain, I put it together weird. But yeah, I have no idea. Oh boy, well that's weird. Yep. That's weird and heavy. <laughs> so yep. speaking of sex with under <laughs> underage people. <laughs> You were talking about Jimmy Page's groupie. Oh, last Jesus week. Christ. I had no idea where you were going with that. Okay. Uh so that the the name of that young underaged woman was Lori Maddox. And okay. then I was trying to come up with the name of the like the famous like the the famous like really young groupie that all the 80s guys were into. Yeah. Um I think if I'm not mistaken it was Sweet Connie Hamsey. Sweet who, Connie Hamsey. Sweet Connie Hamsey. That's a she was a, a gross sounding name. Her uh her the article I was reading about her it was like it, she's she's from Little Rock, Arkansas and it said and she would she would oblige any musician who came through Little Rock. It's like you're talking about a 16-year-old just Yeah. just yeah, boy. Nope, nope. She's so she was immortalized in the band uh in the you know that song We're an American Band by Grand Funk yeah. Railroad. She's in that song, really? Like, yeah. like actually uh, performing on it? No, no, no. Like the like the <laughs> part of the lyrics have to do with her. Uh, well, they were an American band in the eighties. <laughs> and then the funny one, the one that I've always thought was funny, was uh, Have you ever heard about Cynthia Plastercaster Albritton? What is that a real name? Yeah, well, her nickname <laughs> was Plastercaster. I'm sure you've heard of this woman. She was a groupie, but her claim to fame was she would take plaster casts. Of all the, oh, the yes. of all the yes. junk of all the musicians, yep. I have I have heard and of that. Kiss Kiss actually has a song called Plastercaster, and it's about her. She could make a kiss. She still has those. She could make a killing in the sex toy market. Oh yeah, like make, make molds yeah, of those, make, make dildos based off of dude. Absolutely, people. yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. But uh, anyway, um, shall we uh, move on for, here, Jen? She's just in it for the love of the game, though. Yes, please, let's. <laughs> she's playing. She's um, playing. Right. The, she's playing the long game. <laughs> uh, so this week we are talking about uh, 
our top ten Easter eggs from yeah. horror movies. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun one. Top top ten and top top ten. I don't usually put mine in order. Am I supposed no, to you talk don't. about this? I tend to a little bit more on mine, but whatever. Mike tends to, but I don't. I'm. I just. I live free, man. Like I don't. <laughs> be, I don't. I don't believe in. I don't believe in putting uh, assigning arbitrary placements to things that I enjoy. Okay, that's fair. That's why I don't have a favorite kid out of my two kids. That's fair. Like I like both of them equally. And I dislike both of them equally. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's completely that is, fair. That is fair, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so we're talking our top ten favorite Easter eggs from movies. Uh, because obviously it's Easter Easter eggs, duh. Yeah. Duh. Um because we were like, let's do an Easter themed show this week. And then we started looking at trailers for Easter themed horror movies. And not uh, there's I, not so many good ones. I don't want to watch any of them. So, because uh, we what did we do last year? We did Resurrection and uh, what was the other one? Oh, it was Resurrection and something else. We let someone come obviously, back from the dead. Obviously, else, yeah. But, <laughs> but that was a good show. We've pretty much we've pretty much exhausted our options for good Easter themed yeah. horror movies. There, so there is the did... Beaster Bunny we could have done. The Beast. Did you watch the trailer for the Beast? I've seen it. Yeah. It oh looks my just gosh. Awful. I might actually watch that one just for fun, but I will only watch it once you and I are both fully vaccinated, which w- will be within the next month. It will be, and we can sit um, in the same room and just get hammered while we watch it. <laughs> dude, does that mean that within the next month we can start doing the show together? I again? think so. Yeah. Oh my god. I think God, so. that, I think that so. I got. I already got the half chub, even without the first shot. I have. This, I have the other great. half. So put us together. together. We are one man. <laughs> we are fully <laughs> torqued. <laughs> um, all right. So to go along with, speaking of fully torqued, to go along with our Easter eggs, we have Nutter Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen. This, listen. There is. There are very few candies. When I was a kid, that I looked more forward to in my Easter basket oh. than a good Reese's, Reese's peanut egg. butter egg. Fuck, right? Dude. Yeah. So good. Nothing better. Don't get me wrong. I love, the, I love an original Reese's cup, but the seasonal Reese's... Uh, what are you eating? You eating one of those root beer uh-huh. things, man? Come on. This, the seasonal, the trees, and the cups, and the pumpkins. My goodness. So good. How is that? Dude, this tastes exactly like a goddamn Rupert Float. Does it? This is messing with my head. Well, I mean, it says it on the package, so... No, I know, but usually they're not that accurate. Like, this literally tastes like I dipped a marshmallow in root beer. It's 2021, Mike. Food (laughs) food science is a thing. It's 2021. We can't stop the world from dying, but we can make a really good fucking root beer peep. (laughs) Priorities, people. Priorities. You gotta take the good with the bad. All right, so this is this is Nutter Cup uh, chocolate peanut butter porter from um, Brewlink Brewing Company. Have we had Brewlink before? I feel like we. have. I don't know that we have. Um, this says peanuts died to make this beer awesome. <laughs> um, Nutter Cup chocolate peanut butter porter. If you're reading this, then you probably are not a peanut. That's because we drown them all. <laughs> To make this well-balanced, <laughs> full-bodied, and sweet chocolate peanut butter porter. Need we say more? Oh, if you are a peanut reading. 
Oh, if you are a peanut reading this, we suggest you run. That's fan. We've had some uh, really baller can descriptions lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, visit us. It. Visit us in Plainfield, Indiana. I would like to. Brewing. That's not that far. I would actually like to. Only a couple hours. If somebody here, tells me to visit them, I'm I'm going to visit them at some hey, point. James, come visit me. You vaccinated yet, dude? No. <laughs> when do you, when did you say you get your first shot? I get my first shot on uh, Tuesday. Bro, I'm telling you, like once that microchip hits hits the muscle, and yeah. it starts rewriting the the genetic code, um, you feel like a new man. Do you, when like, as soon as they inject you, do you suddenly hear coming from the inside of your body that sound, that familiar sound of windows starting up? Yeah, okay. it's like the it's because. When they were talking about 5G, that's bullshit. It's this is dial-up. It's dial-up, but it's understandable because because the chip is so tiny. And if, so so if you get the so if you get the Pfizer or the Moderna 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 the Moderna 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 if you get if you get those, you hear that that nice Windows sound up coming from inside. If you get the J and J though, you just hear like AOL trying to connect. <laughs> Is that, that a donkey trying to connect to the? That's internet? what the fucking. That's what the dial-up sounded like. It was a. It was a terrifying sound, and if you grew up well after that time period, and you didn't know the days of getting free AOL every couple of weeks because they would send you a disc in the mail. Oh hell yeah! You didn't live. You did not live. Let me tell you. Oh boy. Good I just times. love All that right. sound. I just love that sound because that sound meant it was ten o'clock at night. My mom wasn't going to be on the phone anymore, and I was about to download some shit on Napster, dog. Yeah. Fucking Jenna loves Brianna. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> oh, all right. Cheers. Dude, this, this legitimately smells like a bag of peanuts. Oh, wow. A bag of... He said peanuts, you perverts. <laughs> I, I would be equally as excited if it smelled like a bag of nuts, too, in fairness. But... No, I was thinking a bag of peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> smells like a bag of penis. <laughs> Cheers, sir. Cheers. This legitimately smells like a bag of penis. Mmm. Oh, that's delicious. Ooh. Oh See, my god. This is you can this taste is so much better than those milk stouts. Absolutely, it does. Those peanut butter milk stouts. I think that I think those taste like shit. Personally, this is incredible. You can taste the chocolate. You can taste the peanut butter. Yeah. You can taste everything that you need to taste for this it's, to be a fucking nutrageous experience. It's definitely peanut heavy. Like the peanut is way stronger than the chocolate, but the chocolate kind of rounds out like the back end a little bit and it's fucking delicious. There's also a, like a like a like a tiny little hint of banana. You taste that? Like real banana, not fake banana. I, I not, see not what you're getting runs. at. I see what you're getting at. I don't think that it's banana though, but I, I see why you would say that. I think it's the chocolate actually, but it's like a bitter kind of chocolate. It's, and it's, it's there's something yeah. about it that's like acidic that yep. has the quality of banana. I'm not a fucking I don't I don't have I don't have a super refined palate, but I kind of do at the same time. And it tastes like there's something banana y about it. And mm. that's a word. Yeah, it's it's delicious, is what it is. Mm. Um, okay, James, That's we got to move good. on here because uh, once again, we are taking way too much time here. Oh wow, look at how far in we are. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. Well, uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. 
James, uh, luckily, uh, not a lot of news this week, so hopefully we can breeze through this pretty quickly here. Uh, also good news, no one died. I mean, nice. lots of people in Michigan have died, but like no no big uh, horror stars have died, oh, so that's geez. good. Yeah. That is good. In the age of COVID, when that when you have a week without that, we're, uh, we're doing something right. So. All right. All right, let's see here. Netflix. You ever heard of Netflix before, James? Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> oh, actually, it's... that's from... That's not that's not a that's not a good joke on my part because it's actually from the league, I think. Is it really? I think he does a he does like a necktie service. Taco does a necktie service where it's called Netflix. That's genius. It is. I, f- I, know. I, I, I forgot about that, but you're right. All right, let's hear Netflix. Um the movie Knives Out. We both liked it. Mm. Good flick, good movie. I would have liked um, it probably had I seen it. Oh, I thought you'd seen it. No. Oh, damn, you're missing out. Okay. Well, <laughs> You need to because Netflix has just locked down a deal to make two more Knives Out movies, both being directed and written by uh, Ryan Johnson. Nice. Both starring Daniel Craig again, returning as the uh, Benoit Blanc, the Southern gentleman uh, detective. Nice. And uh, his escapades. Both movies uh, are, are, they were originally going to say that the sequels were going to be following his character with brand new stories. So hopefully that's what they're going to do so they keep him fresh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is that. That's very exciting. How have you not seen Knives Out? I don't know. It's so, watch it this weekend. Okay. Make it a point. Watch All it right. this weekend. Sure. Okay. Um, okay, moving on here. We keep talking about Neil Bloomkamp's new film, Demonic. And now we're both very excited to uh, see a new Neil Bloomkamp movie. It's been a while. No, um, this we one finally I have, have a re- seen. You, you've already seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, what's it about? It's uh, Demons. Oh. Obviously. Oh, okay. I mean, you're not pretty, wrong. Pretty obvious. Um, Demonic finally has a release date, August 20th, 2021. So uh, right around my birthday, James. Oh, um, there's no, no word how the film's going to be released yet. Um, you know, whether it's going to be theatrical streaming, you know, what have you. Uh, but in demonic, a young woman unleashes terrifying demons when supernatural forces at the root of a decade, decades old rift between mother and daughter are ruthlessly revealed in this horror thriller. Told you. Told demons. you. I've seen it. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> I'm just excited for it. I'm, I love Neil Bloomkamp. We've oh, talked yeah. about him before. I'm not yeah. going to waste my breath on it, but it sounds like um, a lot of fun. Very excited for that. Uh, James. Yes. What's, uh, what's coming out on video cassette? Well, uh, E.T., you ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, <laughs> I've only got one blue this week. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome has announced their April releases for 2021. Uh, and this is the Homegrown Horrors Volume 1 Blu-ray set. Did you look at the cover art for that set? Uh, it I is am, so cool. I am right now. It's so cool. I don't know why. It reminds me of like 80s throwback, like hand-drawn. Not, well, not that I don't know why. It looks like 80s throwback, <laughs> well, hand-drawn, like VHS art. Oh, yeah. And it's fantastic. Who does it? They've... They haven't... <clears throat> a, a lot of these articles haven't been putting the... Uh, the artist. Oh, I have no idea. In there lately, because I know that there's like a there's like a hand handful of um, artists, especially for like Scream Factory, Vinegar Syndrome, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Who a lot of them, like Devin Whitehead, does a lot of the Scream yeah. Factory stuff. Yeah, he's a big one. <clears throat> um, 
Vinegar Syndrome explains about Homegrown Horrors, Volume 1. Throughout the 1980s and 90s, independent and first, uh, first-time filmmakers across the United States saw new opportunities to create work in the horror genre, often integrating the flavor and color of their inner America locales into their work. They created films that, while inspired by mainstream trends, are about as far from Hollywood as one can get. Collected here are three diverse films, all produced in the late 1980s, providing a fascinating and entertaining glimpse into the forgotten world of homegrown horror. Uh, This set will include three different movies, uh, Beyond Dream's Door from 1988, uh, Winter Beast from 1992, and Fatal Exam from 1988. Very cool. And that one, did I say when that one was available? Uh, I know it's can, up for you can, pre-order right Yeah, now. you can pre-order it right now at, on Vine- uh, Vinegar Syndrome's website, and that'll be coming out in April. Very cool. And that's all I got for blues this week. Well, all right then. Uh, I only have one, uh, one more piece of news. Like I said, pretty quick today. Um, music and film, James, they kind of go hand in hand, right? Yeah, like so. Kiss meets The Phantom in the Park. You ever seen that? It's so good. What? It's, it's terrible, but it's so good. Kiss meets The Phantom in the Park? Yeah, it's the Kiss, Kiss stars in their own uh, like 70s horror movie. No. It's I called have... Kiss Meets the Phantom in the Park. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> okay, fine. Rock and Roll High School okay. with the Ramones. Be, okay, I've uh, heard of that. Purple Rain starring Queen. Starring who? Queen, right? Oh, well, it doesn't make... <laughs> I was going to make the joke that I've never heard of that artist, but then I realized that you didn't even say the right <laughs> artist. <laughs> it's royalty of some kind. Maybe it's uh... a prince. I don't know. Um, anyway, though, music and film go hand in hand. A lot of times you're going to see musicians make the jump to... Uh, to the film world and whatnot. And uh, apparently, B.J. McDowell, uh, the director of Hatchet 3, has been busy during the pandemic. Uh, He shot a movie, sort of in secret, uh, starring a very popular band. And from the sound of it, it's the entire band, which is very exciting. Any guesses on who this band could possibly be? I mean, it could be literally anyone. Can you give me a hint? Um, you like them. <laughs> the Beatles in their entirety. Yes. I nailed it. Uh, right? So there's no, there's no title for this movie, right? There's really nothing known about it. A little bit of a plot. But this is a movie that is starring the Foo Fighters. Oh, the Foo Fighters. The Foos are getting their own movie. Really? Um, like I said, there's no title for it. Uh, not much is known about the film, but the plot appears to focus around the band being haunted during a recording session and each member becoming possessed. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Like, I can see like Dave Grohl better play the devil from like Tenacious D again. Oh, hell yeah. Because I, I need to see more than that. But um, yeah, that just sounds fun. And yeah. they're the kind of guys I feel like that could be probably awful actors but still make it really fun so i'm that's totally fun like it. you look back at uh like i used to love well granted i know that the band was sort of created for the tv show but i used to watch the monkeys i love mm-hmm. that show i've you know i've seen hey, hey. i've seen the beatles movies um the fucking the cradle cradle of fear oh <laughs> like, yeah you so know good <laughs> i i I, lo- I love these i love these these band movies, they're kind of kitschy, mm-hmm. but they're fun, you know? Oh, they're super kitschy. And they're not meant to be good. I don't think any of them are mm. really what you would consider good, right? They're just fun. Except American Satan had real musicians, and that was actually a pretty damn good movie. But that, was, but that wasn't as kitschy, though. 
that well, was just what I'm a saying. Thing. Like you can they make just a, you can make they a hire good movie. real musicians to play musicians. That's different than than being like this movie is about this band, right? But they but they did a good job. Sure, sure. But yeah, no, you're right though. Like this movie is actually about Foo Fighters. Yeah, the difference yeah. is I feel like movies like this, like the Kiss movie or this movie or or what have you, right? These are like the Scooby Doo episodes of horror movies. <laughs> like it's like Scooby Doo meets. The Foo Fighters, right? And then they're Scooby in their own big movie. Scooby-Doo actually did have an episode where <laughs> Kiss showed up, right? Yeah, they did. I'm pretty yeah, sure they did. Yeah. They had to have. I feel like in my head, I remember that. I but maybe so I'm too. just making it up. But it's fucking Kiss. They were in everything. I think, I think that they did. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, yeah, anyway, though, yeah, fun, this man. just sounds super fun. And I'm very much looking forward to it. So hopefully we'll get some more uh, news on that soon. Cool, cool. But uh, anyway, that's uh, that's your news, James. Well, all right, uh, we're gonna take a little break here. Uh, pound pound some Easter candy and uh, pound some peeps and a couple more Nutter cups or whatever the fuck. They, nutter, all nutter of this cup. sounds way more sexual than we meant it, <laughs> but oddly right on the nose. Gonna pound some candy and some Nutter cups, and mm-hmm. when we get back, we're gonna talk about our favorite horror Easter eggs. Yeah, you said that. You said that very very softly, James. When we get back, we're gonna talk about our favorite. That's that's weird. Stop. I don't like it. Stop. 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 We'll be back. Bye. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, James. What's the last? Uh, what's the last Easter egg hunt you ever did? <laughs> the last Easter egg hunt? Yeah. Is it like that I actively participated in. Like a legit Easter egg hunt. I mean, I've set several up in the past few years. No, 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 no. That doesn't count. Oh, that doesn't. The last count. one that I participated in, geez, twenty years ago, maybe. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> I think the last one that I did legitimately, I was, uh, it was totally unfair. We went to a park and I was there with my uh, cousins and I was probably 16, 15, 16. And all of the other kids that were doing this were like 10 and 11. And I fucking decimated this park where they had all of these Easter eggs like hidden around for the kids. <laughs> you're just standing there with your spoils looking at all these children. And you're like, I'm Look at you. You're fucking pathetic. It's pretty much how it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was like the last legit one. Now, what is fun though? What is what is fun that I've seen people do adults? You get the big eggs and you hide mini shots in them. Oh. And you hide them around and you have you you set them up like for your friends or whatever and you have a whole bunch of people doing that. Except for you now, that set could them, be fun. You set them up around town. Oh. And then you have to drive. You have to it's drive, like a, and every time you find an egg, you do a shot, and then you get in your car and you drive to the next, the next egg. La- last one to not get arrested wins. <laughs> Happy Easter! Oh, and then amazing. you, and then it's just like, and then you wait three days in jail, and on the third day, you know, you get out of mm-hmm. jail. That's that's it's perfect. It's, it's like Easter, and now you guys all have matching go- rap I'm, sheets. I'm and going, uh... I'm going to hell, by the way. <laughs> No, but the Easter egg hunt today is a real thing because uh, we're hunting for Easter eggs in movies, James. Yeah, that's that's what we're doing for this Easter. That's uh, it's as creative as we get these days. It's as creative as we get, <laughs> except for it turns out we're not that creative because 
I honestly, I feel like the ones I came up with are probably ones that a lot of other people know about. But you know what, though? You, you said that to me earlier, and, and some of mine are as well. But here's the thing. They're they're there for a reason because yeah. they're good, yeah. right? There's so many times where we we'll be watching movies and we'll be like, oh, dude, did you see that? That's like this, or that's a callback to this, or that must be an ode to this director, or that must like for me an Easter egg. When I, when I think of like what an Easter egg is, right? I don't think of an Easter egg as something that pertains to the story of the movie okay. necessarily. Right? Yeah, 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 like a lot of people are Easter eggs like, oh, in the beginning of the movie there was. Like for in Saw, for example, a lot of people think that uh, when John Kramer is sitting in the uh, is sitting in his hospital bed, right, and there he's drawing on the sketch pad. <clears> Let me the stop you right there. <laughs> is you, that one of yours? You just ruined half my list. <laughs> you just ruined half my list. No, no, it's totally fine. My point is this: an Easter egg is technically anything that is like hidden, you know, in a way that you're not supposed to see it when it's on screen, right? Yeah. That's an Easter egg. Yeah. So I'm not saying that they don't count. I'm just saying, like, for me personally, my favorite Easter eggs are the ones that don't really have anything to do with the story. They're like, it's an ode to, like, another director. Like or a throat, yeah, like a callback to a different movie or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like, like an Easter egg for something like, I'm paying tribute to this other movie or this other director that I really like by putting this in there. Mm -hmm. Or it's like... Or, oh, God, that, that character is supposed to actually be, like, related to this other character from this other movie, right? Like, it's stuff that's not, like, totally necessary to the story or anything like that. Yeah. To me, that, those are my favorite Easter eggs. Yeah. That's all. I won't ruin the rest of your list then. <laughs> um, I should probably... Hold on. What, what was the one that you mentioned? You mentioned... Uh, actually, most of my list is pretty legit. As far as like what you were just saying, but okay, there's a couple that are, are are more like they they do serve a purpose within the story of the movie, and like I said, but they're that like still but is an Easter egg, but yeah. they're things that you're like you're really not meant to see unless you're combing through the movie. Exactly, second, just things third, that are fourth, hidden. Time, yeah, yep, yep. All right, so, so all right, so yours are not in any particular order. Mine, for the most part, are. I'm not going to say that this would this would be like my my Bible version, but they're they're pretty much in like a hot to cold, uh, you know, one to ten order. That's the word. I was going to say ratio. That wasn't <laughs> the right word. But um, all right, who wants to start here, James? You started off, man. All right. So my first one is. I'm using this as my first one, my number ten, because. It is both an Easter egg, but also not. Okay. And the reason that I say that is because it's never been proven to what these things are. And you'll know what I mean in a second. And that is The Shining. Oh. And it's not just one scene. It's everything in the fucking movie, right? That whole entire movie is a living, breathing Easter egg if you buy into the theories. Absolutely. Right. But there's nothing, there's nothing like it's not one of those things where you see something and it's automatically that, right? It could be or it couldn't be. I choose to believe he uh, faked the moon landing. So we're, we're going to talk about this one for a few <laughs> minutes, I think. So, so j jump us off here a little yeah. bit. Okay. And by the way, I said I believe he faked the moon landing. No, I don't <clears throat> believe he actually faked the moon landing. But I kind of in the back of my head wondered did he fake the moon landing, right? It's kind of, it's a weird thing, man. It's a weird thing. I don't. And if it's true, right, right, if it's true, all of the little Easter eggs in this movie 
are the fucking coolest things on the it's, face of the it's earth. It's too. It's almost too weird to not, unless he, unless there exactly. was a, unless unless somehow Kubrick knew that there was there was like this conspiracy theory that the moon landing was faked, and he or, just decided to cash on, cash in on it and be like, hey, like. And just like and and start this legacy of like oh my god what if Kubrick was the one who faked that you know, or he saw when was when was when did The Shining come out? Um, nineteen seventy eight. I don't know. Okay, and Kubrick had been working obviously for a while before then, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. working. Yeah, he was yeah. working making movies during the the moon landing stuff. Um, unless he saw the moon landing. Oh, uh, The Shining came it, out in nineteen eighty. Unless he saw the moon landing, though, and goes, man, this is really cool. It almost looks like a Hollywood movie. What if I made a movie and built in this weird narrative and gave all these fake clues that the moon landing was fake, right? Because he it's strikes so, me as the kind of guy to do that. It's just so weird that he would pick this, though. Like, why The Shining? Why... Why the St- why an adaptation of a Stephen King novel and like he took like he took well he he, he took, clearly had no interest in keeping the in keeping his adaptation oh, right. faithful to he the book. He took Stephen King's novel and diverged from the actual story so far that it's like it almost seems like it was intentional mm-hmm. for him I, to. I don't know. I feel like the way that he wrote this movie, it's almost like using layers of like tracing paper, right? You have like an original image, which which would be like the movie, right? Yeah. That's your first layer. Then you put a piece of tracing paper on top of it and you add in this whole other sub story built in on top of that original image. And then you put another piece of paper on top and you do another story that fills in the gaps that are still left. And then you do one, like, and so you, what you have is this really dense, like, multi-layered thing where every single story makes sense mm-hmm. but they also work together right yeah uh it's i don't know i i think it's interesting i think that the entire shining like i said is a living <laughs> breathing easter egg yeah. whether whether they're real or not is almost irrelevant at this point yeah it's just such a cool thing because you know kubrick was one of those guys that did stuff for a reason totally yeah. So, like you said, the, the the idea that it would be a coincidence that things would be this perfect by coincidence is maddening. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way that it could. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. I love it though. I like I said, it's kind of an Easter egg, but kind of not. So that's why it's my number ten. Um, but I love it. I'll actually I'll actually stay on The Shining for one of mine, uh, and i agree with you like i actually wanted to do basically what you did and just say like the shining in its entirety is a giant easter egg right Uh um and i agree with you wholeheartedly one 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 smaller easter egg though that doesn't really fall in line with um with the stories about the moon the moon landing and and you know any possible conspiracy theories there is the fact that he uh included in the movie, at one point, there's a character driving up the mountain pass, and uh, there is a red Volkswagen Beetle <laughs> pulled, like pulled off, like crashed on the side of the road. And that's a little bit of an Easter egg and a little bit of a callback to Stephen King's novel, because in the novel, the Torrances drive a uh, a red Volkswagen Beetle. Uh-huh. 
And in the movie, they drive a yellow Volkswagen and Beetle. And the red one's crashed on the side? The, the red one is crashed on the side of the road. And it's thought it's, the thought is that Kubrick included that in the movie as a way of saying to Stephen King, your story is dead. It's on the side of the road. And now, oh, that's I, cool. and now I'm taking over. I see because I've never read the book. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's yeah. actually really cool. Yeah. It also, if you if you tie in all of like the, the the moon landing stuff and all that, you could take it as I'm using this as my own vehicle, right? To to do right. This other, right? <laughs> to, it's probably to, to not tell. that, but it's but it's 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 fun to think about. You and know? It, and it is and to like I don't think like for anybody who doesn't know what Mike is talking about uh, with his Easter egg. Watch the documentary Room Two Thirty Seven. Room Thirty Room Thirty Room Two Thirty Seven. It's an awesome documentary. There's some cornball shit in it, like that one guy who basically sounds like he has no idea what he's fucking talking about. Is he is about the one with the, the Native Americans and stuff? Like he's talking about the tobacco and the no. Well, some of that stuff, that whole story. Some of that stuff is pretty intriguing. Some of that stuff is intriguing. It's like the guy where he just. It's almost like he didn't prepare for this documentary at all. He's just like, he's like, and then, you know, it's almost like because there's a triangle there and and because, you know, yeah. Stanley Kubrick, like, he likes triangles. He doesn't have the, the backup like, for what he's trying to right. say. Whereas yeah. the other three people who were interviewed, they're like, this is why this is in the movie and this is why Stanley Kubrick did it. Like, that's, they yep. they know their shit. And then that, that other guy's just talking out of his ass, basically. Yeah. But watch the documentary, two thirty uh, Room 237. It's fascinating. And um, essentially, it's the the theory is that The Shining is basically Stanley Kubrick's um, admission, or, or like, or him kind of like working out his feelings of guilt for having faked the like helped NASA fake the moon landing. Yeah, which is it. It's a it's a fun it's a fun little rabbit hole to go down, you know. It really is. Like, it I, really I, is. I really enjoy it. I think it's a fun thing to talk about. If it's total bullshit. Whatever, it's still fun to talk about. There's a uh, there's a company called Discount Cemetery. I got my Burbs T-shirt from them. Uh, they're like a, a little, oh, yeah. sm- very very small printing company. Yeah. But they did like the Burbs shirt T-shirt that looks like the poster to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. Uh, and they actually have a shirt. It's like a, a front pocketed shirt with a little logo on the front pocket and on the back. It says Kubrick Moon Landing Film Crew, <laughs> and I absolutely want it. That's rad. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Um, okay, so that was your number ten then. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, no, I like that. I, I actually never knew about the car thing. Yeah. No idea I, about that. I, I, so that's I actually kind of cool. I just, like I said, I, 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 uh, I don't always put mine in, in order necessarily because all of them kind of hold a special place in my heart. It's really hard to like put a number on them. But mm-hmm. the fact that you started off with the Shining one, I felt like it was necessary yeah. to just like roll right into that one. Yeah. So, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So my next one is I love horror comedies. You know that. And I also love when generally scary first movies then spawn a shit ton of sequels that just get goofier and goofier and goofier. And I tend to like the later movies way more than the originals, uh-huh. right? Cause I, I just like horror comedies. I like ridiculous over the top and, and anything that does that. Yeah. The child's play franchise is one of those franchises. And I remember watching bride of Chucky, what maybe two years ago we did it for the show. I hadn't yeah. seen it in a while. Yeah. We did. And the we whole... did it. Yeah. We did it for the show. And there was one scene, that movie's filled with, uh, is absolutely chock full of Easter eggs. The whole beginning of it has 
it's the, the I believe Brian of Chucky is the one where the lock it's the police locker room yeah, that has the evidence locker. Yeah, the evidence locker. It's got the chainsaw, the machete, the mask, like from all the other big slashers and stuff. Yeah, it's got so it it's got it, Jason's mask, uh Leatherface's chainsaw. It does it have Freddy's glove? I don't know if it's Freddy's glove. I don't think Freddy's glove is in it. And Michael Myers, his mask, right? Something like that, yeah. Something, yeah. So the movie starts off, though, you know exactly the tone and what oh, you're in yeah, for. Yeah. But there's a scene later on where, um, oh, what's his name? The guy from uh, Three's Company. He's dead. John now. Ritter. John Ritter. John Ritter is in the back of the van, and they and I forget exactly how the scene goes down, but he ends up getting- it's a nail bomb. That's right. A nail bomb goes mm-hmm. off. And so his whole face is covered in nails. And Chucky looks at <laughs> Chucky, Chucky looks at uh, uh, Tiffany and he goes, oh, boy, this looks really familiar. <laughs> it's, it's obviously like an Easter egg. Like it's supposed to be Pinhead. Yeah. And I love that. I think it's so funny to call him back to the other franchises and stuff like that. Like, it's just a really funny, cool horror comedy way of throwing a little easter egg in there to like another franchise definitely and i always thought that was really funny definitely um so that's my number nine um i'm gonna i'm gonna roll into uh one of one of my favorite like scream is obviously one of the quintessential it's it's not it it it, it's kind of it's like the first meta horror movie right never hoid of it never hoid of it (laughs) um and Scream has a lot of a lot of different callbacks to a lot of different horror movies. Uh, this the one that is my favorite, and this is one of the ones that's probably everybody's favorite, obviously. Uh, but every time I see it, it just brings a it, it brings a smile to my face, and it's the the scene where <laughs> Henry Van Winkle, um, the Fonz, who plays the the uh, the principal of the high school thinks he hears something out in the hallway and he goes and he opens up the door and he goes, eh, you sons of bitches. And he looks outside and then he, he sees the, he sees the janitor and he goes, Oh, not you, Fred. Sorry. And it, <laughs> and the camera cuts over to the janitor, Fred. And it's this guy dressed in a red and green striped shirt, sweater with mm-hmm. a, with a, with a fedora hat on. And it's Wes Craven. <laughs> playing the janitor fred dressed up in the freddy krueger costume it's like it that moment is like i said scream was kind of the first like meta horror movie that moment right there explains the entire scream movie pretty much and series like all in one all in one five second clip you know what i mean yeah it's it's pretty hysterical too I well, I think what I think is the most funny about that is that Wes Craven looks an awful lot like uh, David Crosby. He does. David Crosby. He does. <laughs> he looks like Dave. He, he looks, looks like David so Crosby, much. and he also looks like um, uh, um, Gunnar Hansen in the movie Mosquito. Yeah, is it mosquito? I've not seen Mosquito, but is I know it, Gunnar Hansen. Is it from, Mosquito uh, or is period. it Skeeter? Which I'm one not sure. Is, I've not seen it. Gunnar Hansen was in one of the was in one of the giant mosquito movies. It was either Mosquito or Skeeter, and he looks exactly like Wes Craven looks at like he's got the long like white mullet with the shitty like white trash so bad white trash <laughs> facial hair. It's so good, but uh, yeah, that's 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 one of my favorites. I, I love that one. Wasn't I even like Scream. trying to be hidden either. It was so on the oh, nose. Oh, it was so on the nose. It was incredible. Um, yeah, and and that's kind of that's why I love Scream. Scream 
we we've talked we we did the Scream franchise. We've talked about it. It's actually did we do the Scream franchise? I don't think that we've done the entire Scream franchise. We did Scream and then we did Scream Scream four four because of the the murder mitten episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we've, we've done, done the three. entire thing. Sounds like a retrospective <sighs> to me. That does. I'm feeling it. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's mine. I love that. I love that scene. It's so funny. Yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. Um, so my my number eight here was originally going to be something else, and then I changed it. It was originally going to be in Shaun of the Dead. There's a scene where they pay tribute to George Romero, where Simon Pegg is on the phone uh, talking to Barbara. And Nick Frost is off to the side, and they're screaming and whatever. They're they're like the zombies are 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 starting to attack and all that. And uh, they're talking. They want to go pick up Barbara and do whatever. I think it's, uh, it's uh, Simon Pegg's mom. I think is yeah. they're talking to. Yeah. And uh, and Nick Nick Frost from off the screen goes, "We're coming to get you, Barbara!" <laughs> like he screams from the phone. It's this cool like throwback to Night of the Living Dead, right? They're coming to get which, you, Barbara. Which the thing about Shaun of the Dead though is that. A, it's literally named after a Romero movie, right? That entire movie sure. is a giant Easter egg. Yeah. That being said, I didn't want to use it because the movie kind of like The Shining, it's like everything, right? Yeah. But then, it, but then that one, that scene actually made something else pop into my head. And uh, one, I'm, I don't know if a lot of people love Land of the Dead as much as I do. Um, I do though. Like I love Land of the Dead, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this had anything to do with it. I'm sure that it did. But in Land of the Dead, George Romero put uh, Edgar Wright, who directed Shaun of the Dead, and Simon Pegg in full-on zombie prosthetics uh, in zombie makeup and put them in the movie. And so you have Nick, uh, not Nick Frost, uh, Simon Pegg and, and Edgar Wright as these two chained-up zombies that are basically part of like a photo op thing where you can get your photo taken with real zombies, right? Mm-hmm. And they're thrown into the movie, and no one, you would never know who they are because they're under full prosthetics. And I just thought that was like so cool. Like if you know how big of fans they were of Romero's work and whatnot, for him to throw them in as a little Easter egg, uh, to me was just was just awesome. It's like it's like paying homage to those who paid homage, you know, to you first, basically. And uh, and I, I love it. Um, I saw I I actually I I see a screen cap of that particular scene pretty often, uh-huh. and Simon Pegg looks like. Why can I not think of his name right now? What's the what's the uh oh my god. This is like my street cred is going out the window. The uh the 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 the, the zombie who puts the headphones on. Bub? Bub Bub. I kept wanting to say I I was gonna say Biff and I was like, it's definitely not Biff. <laughs> uh he looks like Bub in that scene. Like they, it looks yeah. like they specifically made Simon Pegg up to look like like Bub in that. It's scene. possible it's they crazy. used him as inspiration at least. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's that's a cool one though. That's a lot of fun because it's not. It's I've, not obvious at all. Like right, if you it's don't not obvious, know, you and don't it's not know. even ne- really necessarily like you have you have Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, these comedy guys. It's not necessarily even meant as a. It is a ridiculous premise, like people taking people taking pictures with zombies, almost like they're pets. But mm-hmm. it's not within the confines of a completely comedic movie, which is you know it's fun. no, it's not. It's fun. It's like you found you found a reason to to make to to bring a little levity to this movie that's not a like not really a comedy, and you put the two guys who do zombie horror really well into this yeah. scene. I think that's cool. Like I said, like I said, it's respecting those that respect you. You know, absolutely. 
It's very cool. Um, all right. Uh, next up for me, I'm I I've got um, this one's kind of a twofer if you don't mind. Oh, that's fine. Uh, one of them, one of them kind of serves the story like you were talking about. Um, and it's one of my, it's one of my favorite Easter eggs in a movie just because it's like, it's so, I think I had to watch this movie three or four times before I finally saw this. And then once I saw it, this is one of those ones that was really cool because it, it wasn't ruined for me by the internet. I actually saw the Easter egg first. And then I went to the internet to go, is that something? Like, what What did sure. I just see? What the hell is that? And that's the end of Cloverfield. Like, after the entire movie has taken place. And then it cuts back to the two uh, main characters on a, uh, a Ferris wheel. Oh, yeah. And in the background, up. you just see this, like, this little tiny thing fall out of the sky mm-hmm. and crash into the ocean. And the... F- the first few times I saw Cloverfield, I never, I never even noticed it. And then one time I finally like it caught, it caught me out of the corner of my eye. I was like, "What the hell was that?" I rewound it. I looked again, and I was like, "What is that? Is that actually meant to be something?" And and then I went to the internet. And of course, people are like, "Oh my god, it's a, it's a satellite. It's the satellite that woke up the monster." Or then some people were like, "It's the monster coming, like falling out of space." I think that it's a, I think it's it's been established that is it was a satellite, right? Yeah. So it was a satellite that came that came down, crashed into the ocean. It fell down into the bottom of the ocean, and essentially woke up Clover, right? I I believe that that's what they're going for. Yeah. That's the story. Um, that is that's one of we'll my find fa- out in the sequel coming up. <laughs> that's one of my favorite Easter eggs, uh, because it's just it's so subtle. And it serves the story so much, but it's like it's just such a like it's such a throwaway kind of thing, like that that whole scene playing out. Like I watched it every time. I was like, okay, it's kind of cool to see these people back when they were happy. They're on this Ferris wheel and stuff, and you you don't even realize that there's something going on in the background that like completely drives the story. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, I said this one is a twofer. I said one serves a story. The other one is an homage. Uh, the other one is the nod to John Carpenter, which is the the scene where the um, Statue of Liberty's head is thrown through the street. Uh-huh. And this one, admittedly, I I didn't know about this one until a couple years ago when I read an article about it. When the... the uh, Statue of Liberty's head is thrown through the street and it comes to rest like sitting at an angle and then you see people running away from it. That was directly inspired by the um the cover art for Escape from New York. Sure, sure. Um it's because, iconic. Because that 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 scene never actually happens in the movie Escape from New York. But uh JJ Abrams, right? J.J. Yep. Abrams. Yeah. Yep. Abrams saw that the cover art for um, Escape from New York, and he's like, that's such a cool-looking scene, but it never happens in Escape from New York, so what if that actually happened in a movie? And that's where he drew like, oh, that's direct fun. inspiration for that scene. Yeah, so, that's really, that's I think that's really cool. cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, okay, what else you got? <clears throat> all right, let's see here. Um, this one is, uh, so this one is admittedly one that I didn't know about until very recently. Yeah. Um. But it's actually one of the cooler ones on my list. 
So in Us, the movie Us, Jordan Peele's Us, I'll say it again. Never heard uh, of it. There's, uh, in the beginning of the movie, they show the family out at a fair on the boardwalk in uh, in New York. Uh-huh. I believe it's New York, actually. Um, yeah, they're at, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, they're at Sa- no, it's Santa not. Cruz. It's in uh, Santa California, Cruz. yeah. Yeah, sorry, the Santa Cruz boardwalk. Um, so this is where the Lost Boys filmed all their boardwalk scenes in the Lost Boys, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is that Us takes place in 1986, in the beginning, mm-hmm. okay? And they're on a boardwalk, and there's a there's a... There's a uh, a scene in the movie where the mom is saying something along the lines of they're filming something by the carousel. <laughs> There's a very famous scene from the Lost Boys that takes place with them on a carousel mm-hmm. on the Santa Cruz boardwalk. And to me, and I, I don't know that this is I don't know that they've ever actually like Jordan Peele's ever actually come out and said that this is what this means. I just can't imagine that it means anything else, knowing that he's such a massive fan of all of those '80s horror flicks, vampire. Like he's talked about his love for horror movies on podcasts I've listened Jordan, to. Jordan Peele is also somebody who I don't think he he wouldn't write a line into a movie uh, as just a throwaway line. No, and that w- that would be like a very every, odd throwaway line too. Exactly, because it doesn't mean anything, right? right? Like that's weird. What just because you're in California, it means they're filming a movie somewhere? Like no, that's yeah. It's he it's would not f- write that into the movie unless it's in, unless it specifically meant something. Exactly. So when you're watching us, you know, this, there's this Easter egg that they're literally on the boardwalk while Joel Schumacher is, <laughs> is fucking making the Lost Boys. Like, in the reality. Like that's, it's, it's so incredibly cool. It's like so in, like weird and the, meta. Like, with, within the reality of Jordan Peele's Us, Val, uh, Val Kilmer, Kiefer Sutherland is sitting on, uh, sitting on a carousel on the About boardwalk. About 20 yards it. from where right. they're at. Yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> So it's funny. It's funny. Like it's not like and also it's, it's, it doesn't mean that us it doesn't mean that us and 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 uh Lost Boys are in the same dimension. Well, no, because Lost Lost Boys is fiction. That, it means that us and yeah, it's like it it's it, it's inception. Yeah, it's inception. It's funny <laughs> like he's he's further grounding us in our reality by making a piece of our well-known and well-loved fiction be uh, part of that, yeah, that reality that he's created. It's it's that's so cool. It also stands to reason that while uh, that scene in Us is going on, Joel Schumacher is off having sex with an eligible bachelor somewhere. Oh, yeah. Because we do know how he uh, he had to keep his quota going to hit that number when he died. So chances are he's off somewhere. Uh, you what know, was, what was the number? Oh, it was like it was like. 50,000 or something like that, or 20,000 people. Remember, remember we talked about it when he died. His number was fucking astronomical. That's some Wilt Chamberlain shit. Dude. Yeah, oh yeah. It was <laughs> way higher than that. I'll look up the number. If you don't remember, I'll look it up. But no, like, I don't remember. Um, yeah, no, it was it was insanely high. You'd have to be having so we, sex. We did, the, like we did the math where you had to have, he had to have had sex with like two or three people a day Damn to dude. actually hit those numbers. That's which is why we figured he was probably into a lot of group sex. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So, if you do a ten way, you're set for a few days. <laughs> exactly right, or a or a day in his case. 
but uh, but yeah. Oh wow. Anyway, that that scene though, like I said, that's a, f- a fairly new one. I didn't know about it until recently, but uh, that one's really really cool. <clears throat> um. All right. So next up for me. Uh, this is one I'm pretty sure most people know about, but uh, I threw it in just because this particular movie, Predator Two, mm-hmm. is is not the greatest movie ever. <laughs> um, but I love the character of Predator so much. I have since I was a kid. I have loved the character of Predator since before I had the balls to watch the movie Predator. Well, it's such a cool character. How as a kid, how can you not look at the Predator and not like as a as a boy at least? Yeah. Fall, I'm sure many girls too. I mean, come on. <laughs> look at that mouth. Um <laughs> what that mouth do? Like, like, what like, that how mouth could you do? not how could you not fall in love with that character though, that creature? Like it's it's the to this day, it's the single coolest creature design, I think. So cool. So in any movie. Cool. Sorry, go and on. I, I'm hijacking and, your and, uh, <laughs> and I'm so and I'm so glad that they decided to reshoot the movie with a better creature and they didn't end on the one that was played by John claude Van Damme. I don't know. I still want to see it though. Because that was the lamest <laughs> fucking thing ever. It looked like still a giant it. it looked like a giant praying mantis without arms. Um That was basically the sci-fi channel version of Predator. Oh yeah, it was bad. And wasn't it, it was red too, right? But like bright red. I believe so, yeah. Oh it was so if memory bad. serves. But the the Predator just such a cool character. I actually owned two really badass Predator um, action figures when I was younger with like oh. like interchangeable masks and stuff. And I had never seen the movie because I was too scared to see the movie. But I thought that the character was so awesome. So Predator 2, like I said, not a great movie. But I do have a, a, a soft place in my heart for it because I love the character of Predator so much. Um one of the co- one of the coolest parts of this movie is at the end of at the end of the movie when uh Danny Glover gets taken back to the predator's lair some people call it the trophy room the camera's panning around around the place and in predator 2 you learn that the predator uh like after he makes a kill he collects skulls yeah, like you see him throughout the movie several times, like polishing up the skull of a of a new kill and stuff like that. I actually do that as well. Um, <laughs> right? No, you're polishing dome, not skulls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at one point, at one point toward the end of the movie, the camera is panning through the trophy room, and you see one that looks oddly familiar. And at first, you're like, "Is that a giant?" trackball is there a giant <laughs> cock and balls on the wall <laughs> and then you go it's definitely a giant veiny cock and balls on the wall and then you go hold on that also looks familiar for something else it looks like something from the mind of hr geiger and so then you geiger would be pr- <laughs> geiger would be, would have been proud of your uh, assessment of that <laughs> it looks like something from the mind of hr geiger so then it confirms that it is a giant cock and balls <laughs> um, it is. It is, in fact, the skull of a xenomorph from mm-hmm. Alien, uh, which, which officially puts Alien and Predator. Like even before Alien vs Predator came out, it officially put, eleven years. I think. Before? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like, like that. that. It officially put the Alien franchise and the Predator franchise in the same universe. Yeah. Which obviously set them up for some, some grand battle. 
at some yeah, point. Yeah, that was um that's a big one, man. That's a big one. That was yeah. one to it from my recollection, that was one of the one of the main like or first mainstream like crossovers. Oh my god, they did that kind of moment right. for a lot of people. Because you'd never really seen crossovers like that before. I mean, granted, excuse me, you had like a lot of the old universal monsters and, and whatnot. You know, the idea of a crossover was not unheard of, <clears throat> but it was unheard of like with that type of I don't know. I guess you they were seen they it were a long just time or, they were or too, what, but they were too like completely because Alien from everything that we knew took place so far in the future and mm-hmm. entirely in space, right? Sure, sure. And Predator took place entirely on, on Earth. Yep. Um so you were taking There was like, no connective tissue. Right. That, I think that's what it Aside is. Aside from the fact that they were extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. That's it. But that'd be like putting the same. But that'd be that'd be like putting uh, ET and the Predator in the same, or ET and the Xenomorphs in the same yep. universe. You know what I mean? The, the the only connective tissue is the fact that they're extraterrestrial. So yeah, I thought that was a really cool one. No, I I love that scene. I I really do. Um, <clears throat> okay, so my where are we on now? One, it's ten, nine, eight, seven. We're on six already. All right. All right so my number six here is uh, James Wan. Right, James Wan puts a ton of Easter eggs in all of his movies. The Juan, uh, typi- the Juaniverse. The Juaniverse. This is not part of the Juaniverse, though. That would just be like the the Insidious. No, no, not Insidious. Conjuring the Nun, um, Annabelle. Right, that's the Juaniverse, I believe. Is Insidious not part of that? I don't know. Insidious is separate. Oh. Yep. Um, anyway, though, point is, though, <laughs> need, uh, James Wan, all the movies that he directs, uh, he likes to put a little Easter egg in all of his movies that are that is reminiscent of the original Saw movies, mm-hmm. right? In every single one of them. However, for some reason, you know, the movie Death Sentence is hands down easily one of my favorite revenge movies of all time. It's That's it's just with so Kevin, it's with so Kevin good. Bacon? Yes. We it's did that so for... good. Yeah, it was yeah. a while ago, but we did it. Yeah, a long, long time ago. It's just so good. It's so brutal and everything else. And I remember when I was watching Death Sentence for the first time, I remember seeing in the very background of a shot, it was like somebody in like this big warehouse alley looking thing, right? And all the way in the background, you could see the spiral of Billy's cheek, right? And then when you look at it closer, you see this giant mural of like graffiti Billy on the on the wall in the very in the very background, and it's just it's just so cool because it's, it's Billy it's, Billy the doll from Billy from the puppet, Saw, yeah. For yeah. anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> which who doesn't know? if you don't know, why are you listen to Come this? Come on, um, but I just thought it was so cool because it's like it's tucked away into the background. It's not like in the forefront or anything like that. It's not, and, and it it blends in with like the other graffiti and all that stuff that's around the scene, so it blends in more. And it's it's not a horror movie, you know, like like. Death Sentence is definitely what I would consider genre because it's so brutal and it's like a, it's a dark thriller and all that, right? It's got genre cred, but right. it's not a horror movie, which most of his other movies are, are straight up horror movies. So I just thought that was cool. It was one of my favorite one Easter eggs that he does as like a directorial. And he, this was one of the first times I'd seen like a director do like a directorial Easter egg. That yeah. he does in all of his movies, like sort of little, like a trademark, little thing. trademark, yeah. 
And one of the first ones I remember seeing, and I remember it left an impression on me, like, 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 oh fuck, this movie is so cool because the the face from Saw is in it, you know? <laughs> it's like it's I just like, thought that was so cool. It's like Steve, Stephen King puts his dumb, ugly face in all of his movies. <laughs> yeah, his trademark is his dumb, ugly face. His trademark is putting his own <laughs> dumb, ugly face in all of his movies. I love you, Stephen. I love you so much. Uh, and and James's move is to put put Billy in all of his. Yeah. His his dumb ugly face and all. Of his oh movies. Billy! Oh Billy! <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a fun one. And like you said, especially because I know that Billy shows up in uh, um, Insidious on the chalkboard. Yep. Uh, or Dead Silence. Yep. That one was yeah, actually his, that his, one's actually the actual one of, doll is in Dead yeah, Silence. Yeah. That one's actually one of my favorites because Dead Silence for you know like for as as so so as it as it is as a movie. Yeah, uh, it's got some really cool parts, and that part in the movie where they're kind of like scanning through that weird room with all the puppets and shit, seeing Billy is is pretty cool. It also is the Easter egg that makes the most sense too. Like it's not oh, out yeah. of place. Yeah. it's a room full of dolls and it's puppets. What is Billy but a doll or a puppet? You know, right? That one actually makes sense, and it's, it's kind of cool that it would show up in that it's, you know in that place. It's weird too, though. How like I can totally see Saw and death sentence existing in the same universe but i could see that yeah but with him putting billy in dead silence that officially puts saw and death sentence in the same universe as dead silence yeah it's which the is, sawniverse which is kind of which is kind of <laughs> crazy considering dead silence is like such a supernatural paranormal sort of thing you know yeah um I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's fun though. Hey, in a world why hey, listen, the real world has both serial killers and paranormal stuff, right? Why can't his world have it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? I ain't hating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What's next what's for you? Is that fucking is that a with Jamie Kennedy? I hating. No, what's it? Why why you hating? <laughs> what was is that, that from like Malibu's most wanted? <laughs> yes. <laughs> why you hating? What a dumbass. I love Jamie Kennedy. But why you why why are you hating? All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out there and I'm gonna get it out of the way oh, because because yeah. I I could I could receive if 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 some people were mean I could receive a lot of hate for this particular one because Ooh. it's from one. What, what of, do I get to hate you for? It's from one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but I love it because of. Just kind of how much effort was put into it, and uh, it, it's it's kind of it, it kind of gives off the feeling of like a like a treasure hunt sort of. It's it's sort of it's sort of like a like a national treasure sort of deal or Da Vinci's Code, except for within the confines of a really shit movie. Uh, 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 <laughs> it's Da Vinci Code, not Da Vinci's Code. <sighs> sorry, just just saying. So sorry, I forgot that you're so up on your Dan Brown. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, so this is from Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's the, and it's the secret of S. River, which once you know what the secret of S. River is, is so fucking stupid because, <laughs> because S. River. It's not even an Easter egg that leads to something fun. <laughs> because, because S. River is just the word reverse in reverse. <laughs> It's so stupid. I don't think I ever realized that. <laughs> but I love, I love this Easter egg. Um, 
because it, it first of all it reminds me of a time in my life where i was just like i was having a, a fuck ton of fun like uh my buddies i don't know if i've ever told you this story but when i was in experimental bear suit the band in high school uh my buddy matt his dad moved away for a job and then shortly after his mom moved to be with his dad and we were all in high school and his parents just kind of trusted us to keep like take care of the house while they were living in wisconsin that seems dumb so my entire junior year of high school was basically spent over at my my buddy matt's house because he had no parents living at his house anymore luckily we were good kids like we weren't shit shit heels like we we just played music and like played video games and ate junk food and had a lot of fun um but we would watch this shit movie all the time and when we first realized that there was hidden messages in this movie, we're like, oh, my God. Like, what are they? Because we had never seen this before. Like, somebody picked up on the idea, like, because there's at one point you see a headstone with a name on it. And then the next shot, there's a headstone with a word on it instead of that name. And somebody's like, why did that just change? Like, what the hell's going on here? And so then we get, we got obsessed with it. And we started trying to figure out the secret of Ezrafer. And so in the movie, Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert, don't see it because it sucks. But also, if you like this kind of thing, maybe you want to see it. But uh, throughout this movie, there are a series of words hidden in the, like in the landscapes. Or there's one hidden in flames, like at a bonfire and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and throughout the movie you catch the words or further know me seek but because it's the secret of Ezraver, you have to reverse it which means seek me no further or and then you go or what and then there's one point in the movie where one Ezraver. of <laughs> there's one point in the movie where one of the characters sounds like she's speaking backwards and so you record it and you play it backwards and you realize that she actually says backwards, the children will walk free. So then you oh. string it all together and the secret of Ezraver says, seek me no further or the children will again walk free. That is fucking Is it, wait, why, why is it, or the, it's like, stop seeking me or else I'll let the children go. Isn't that what they want? No, sure well, it's not? no, because it's it's because it's talking about the Burkittsville Seven. Okay, so like they're ghosts now, you know. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Uh, living living in some sort of like weird torturous time loop hell. So I'm I'm guessing that they're not too excited about it. They're so not she, too bright. So so the witch <laughs> is basically sending them a message that says, "Seek me no further, or the children will again walk free." Like. Oh, basically okay. saying I get you. I get she you. will allow their ghosts to walk free and do whatever the fuck they want to these people. Uh, this movie is terrible, but I also love it. Um, and you should watch it, and you should and and try to find the clues. Just try to find the clues. If it doesn't, if take, for, it doesn't take that much. If fairness. for no other reason, like I, I know that you don't want to watch a shit movie, but go ahead and watch it anyway, just to find the clues because it's fun. I, mean, I bet it. I bet you don't have that one on your list. That's for I damn don't. Sure. <laughs> I do not. Uh, my next one though is uh, is is pretty fun. 
Okay. Uh, this one's not, it's not, uh, it's pretty well known, but I still love it because I remember the first time that I saw it, I was blown away by it simply because I did not expect this person to, uh, I did not expect this director to harken back to his really early work that wasn't really that popular at all. Okay. And I was, was it just kind of came out of nowhere. So in, uh, Back in his early days, Peter Jackson made a movie called Brain Dead. And Brain Dead was all about a Sumerian rat monkey that bit this woman and it started this b- monstery zombie outbreak in, in his hometown in uh, New Zealand, right? Brain Dead, also known as Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Yes, Dead Alive in the States. So the Sumerian rat monkey was like the main catalyst of that movie. Uh, and in the movie, in Sumatran. the very beginning, Sumatran, sorry. I always said Samaritan for some for some reason, but it's stupid. Sumatran. You're a stupid um, person. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. In the beginning of Brain Dead, they get that rat monkey from Skull Island. Skull Island oh. is made famous by King Kong. Sure, yeah. So 13 years later, when Peter Jackson was directing King Kong, <laughs> there is a cargo ship that has a sign for one of the, uh, the the cargo holds that says Samarian rat monkey. Sumatran rat monkey <laughs> <laughs> on a sign from Skull Island. That's awesome. And it links the two movies together completely. And unless you were familiar with his early work, you'd never notice that at all. <laughs> Which most people in the horror in, in the in the horror, you know, uh, community are more than well aware of of Dead Alive, right? Like that's yeah. It's not it's not even a question. Yeah. But if you're just kind of a layman watching it, you know, like and you're not really familiar with uh you know, with Peter Jackson's history, you'd never know it. It's an Easter egg that only the hardcore fans would really get. And I I just loved it. It's this hugely budgeted, massive, you know, motion picture made by the big studios, and here he's throwing a little Easter egg back to his shitty little zombie movie from <laughs> from thirteen you. years previous, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I I thought it was great. That's so cool. Um, and if you haven't seen Brain Dead slash Dead Alive, definitely watch it. Oh, uh, it's so good. One of the one of the best uses of a lawnmower I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it, um, it, it's um, it's it's between. It sure is something. Let it's me. Between, yeah, it's between that and sinister. Um, all right. So, uh, my next one is uh. <laughs> This one is is just fun. I don't know if you would consider this an Easter egg. I do personally, but the scene in Cabin in the Woods, okay, where they're taking bets, and uh, shit, what is his name? I can't think of his name right now. The actor. I I, I forget who it is. Oh crap! I know I, I know think, who you're talking. You about. You know who I'm talking about. I can't yeah. think of his name right now. He's standing in front of the uh, the whiteboard. The, yeah. Where they basically. I, like I late. was gonna put this on mine. Were you? I was going to, but I felt like it was a cop out. <laughs> Why is this a cop out? <laughs> because it's literally every reference ever on that whiteboard. <laughs> but that's hilarious. No, it is. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um. Yeah. So, can you look up this actor's name? Because it's driving me nuts that I yeah, can't I'll think of his name. Uh, I want to say P- Peter. Peter. Don't worry about it. I got this. Keep going. I want to say Peter. So he's Peter. standing in front. He's standing in front of the whiteboard. If you've never seen Cabin in the Woods, essentially, it's uh, it, this is another one of those movies like, like Scream. I would say it's a you know a meta horror movie. Um, this is 
one of those. I would put this in the same boat as uh, Scream and Behind the Mask, uh, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. Um, because they're kind of they're they're kind of laying all the cards out and showing you basically what goes into making a horror movie, like the type of horror movie that we would typically watch. Um, in this movie, there there's a there's there's groups of monsters that are set free uh, uh, upon these uh, upon these unsuspecting folks. Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. That's it. That's it. And at this point, Richard Jenkins is standing in front of a whiteboard with uh, with basically every horror movie monster that you can possibly imagine written on the whiteboard, and people are taking bets to figure out who they think is going to actually dispatch all of these young people in the cabin. Uh, some of the, some of the best ones I would say are, I mean, you have like classics like werewolf and alien beasts and, and mutants and wraiths and zombies. But then you have stuff like, uh, you have witches. You also have sexy witches. You have demons, hell Lord, which who's hell Lord. Pinhead, obviously. Uh, probably my favorite out of all of them, Angry Molesting Trees. <laughs> uh, giant Snake. They have Angry Molesting Trees and Deadites. Um, oh, mummy, so <laughs> mummy, The Bride, uh, Kevin. Um, scarecrow folk, folk, Snowman, Dragon Bat, Vampires, Dismemberment Goblins, The Sugar Plum Fairy. Dismemberment Goblins. Dismemberment Goblins. Uh, the Redneck Torture Family, which, you know, tex- family. Tec- yeah, yep. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it's just, it's kind of just a, a who's who written out on this on this whiteboard, a who's who of like, you know, every every famous slasher or horror movie that you can possibly think of. And yeah, it's, I, it, it's, it, it's very obvious. It's very on the nose. This whole movie is really obvious on, and on the nose as, as far oh, yeah. as what it's trying to get across, like as an homage to different horror movies, but I love this movie movie, and I feel like this one deserves to be on the list. Yeah. That movie was made for people like us. Oh yeah. Just know everything about, you know, all the big horror franchises, a lot of the smaller ones, you know, like just, just big fans of the genre that that this movie was tailor made for them. Yep. Uh, for us rather. Unfortunately, this movie was also produced, I believe, or directed by Joss Whedon. Wasn't did, it? Did you say unfortunately? Yeah. Well, Joss Whedon's a piece of shit now. It's kind of a shit bag, but. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about all that. Yeah. Oh whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I, 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 still, I still, I still love I still the movie. Like Don't the movie. get me wrong. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay. So, Cabin in the Woods was your number. Was that five? Is that five? All right. All right. We're in a top four finally. Oh baby. Oh baby. Okay, so my number four is uh, an all-encompassing one. I could not break it down to just one because the Easter egg is not subject to just one movie. Uh, oh, it is another director because it's another director type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the differences though between the James Wan one and the Sam Raimi one is that you know uh, the way that it's presented. However, with Sam Raimi, it's presented almost the same way in every movie, and that is. The 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Oh, yeah. That shows up in every single Sam Raimi-directed movie he's ever done. Every single one of them. Even his Wild West movies. It is The (laughs) chassis is used as like a wagon. 
it's there. <laughs> um, and it's and it's it's fantastic. You know, there's and even in his blockbusters like Spider Man. Oh yeah, it's Uncle Ben's car. Spider Man. Yeah, it's, it's Uncle Ben's car. It's the old lady's car in Drag Me to Hell. Ooh, right, right behind me. It's uh, it's it's everywhere. It's in every single one of the movies. According to Bruce Campbell, there's like three or four of them, I believe. Oh, really? Like there's the original, and then there's like two or three stunt versions <clears throat> that they use for oh, okay. certain things, so they can blow it up or or do whatever with it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 like one of the original. Uh, I mean, shit, dude, that came out in seventy. Was it seventy eight, seventy nine? I believe. I always I always get it confused because there's the premiere date, and then there's like the home video date, and I always forget which one's which. But uh-huh. like, um, but yeah, like late seventies or whatever, like. Easter eggs and trademarks were not like a new thing back then, but like being that Evil Dead is such such a beloved classic and such an inspirational movie for everybody working nowadays. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's been doing this for that long since that iconic movie, the whole deal, like it's just it's it's uh, it's awesome. It's one of the best Easter eggs that you can find. Like you go into a Sam Raimi movie, and like if you're like me at least, you're immediately every single frame you're watching and you're waiting for it because sometimes it's very obvious, right? It's like I said, uncle Ben's car in Spider-Man. You can't miss it. But in other movies, it's like, if you, if you're not paying attention, you might not see it. So like, I'm glued to the screen whenever I'm watching a new Sam Raimi movie. Cause like, I need to find out where the Delta 88 is. Like I gotta <laughs> see it. It's part of like the scavenger hunt of, of being a fan of his. Uh, so it's just, it's just cool. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, so next up I've got, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention because I'm coming up on June, which means it's almost time for my my yearly re-listen of it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's a thing, Mike. It just happens. Yeah, just yeah, get over yeah. it. Um, so I'm gonna bring up it from two thousand two thousand seventeen. But within this one, not only am I bringing up it from two thousand seventeen, but also the it miniseries from. 1990. I think I know what you're getting at. But also, I, I mean, if I really wanted to, I could even throw in some of the novel. Um, I'll focus on this one right here, though. Uh, so in It 2017, there's a scene where Richie Tozier, played by Finn Wolfhard, uh, walks into one of the rooms on uh, one of the one of the rooms in the house on Nebel Street. And it's a it's a room completely filled with clowns, uh, because in this movie he he mentions that one of his big fears is clowns. So he walks in. This is obviously a nightmare room for him. Uh, the Easter egg in this particular one is that if you look off to the left side of the room, you'll actually see a uh, figurine. It's probably like three feet tall of Tim. Tim Curry's, or in Mike's case, Mark Curry, <laughs> Mark Curry's <laughs> original Pennywise from the 1990 miniseries. Yeah, and that's just a cool. That's a it's a cool little callback. Like I think that, I think that like paying tribute to because Tim Curry was amazing as Pennywise the clown. Oh yeah, I think we can all agree to that. Yeah, nobody uh, will ever be better. It's like no, there's no devil in a single movie that I've seen that is better. Than Mark Curry's <laughs> Devil in, in Legend, 
in legend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just exactly. not the, yeah. the horns, the the hooves, the 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 everything. It's the the, the, it's fucking, the single greatest the, the incarnation sex of the appeal. Devil. <laughs> the yes, sex appeal. Right? That's and I believe draw, listen, dude. I believe that the devil has sex appeal. He's oh. got to be tempting, right? Well, he yeah, has he's to tempting. be tempting. Absolutely, yeah. He must work out. <laughs> he's he's so got cut. to. He's so fucking cut, dude. Like, I mean, he's he's in hell. He's sweating all the time. It's all it's all water weight. Yeah. But like, eventually, <laughs> your shit just shows through. <laughs> um, to add, to add to this one just a little bit because I'm such a huge fan of the book. There are some really cool references peppered into the uh, into the movie, like as far as like. Um, you know, like one of the characters wearing a shirt that is um f- from one of the stores in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point in time, they're standing in an alleyway. There's a huge part of the book that is dedicated to the story of this gang that was shot up by like the the locals in Derry, and they never really tackled either one of the. Uh, they never really tackled that storyline in either one of the. The, either the miniseries or the movies, but at least in the 2017 one, when the kids are all standing in the alleyway behind, I think behind Freezes, um, there's a, a mural on the wall out in the alleyway, alleyway that kind of pays tribute to that part of the book where that okay. gang came into town and got shot up by all the locals. So it's cool. Like it and uh, it chapter one and it chapter two are just fucking chock full of of um, references and 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 tributes to the novels if you kind of go through and, and comb through it. So it's cool. Like if you're a total nerd for for the actual novel, mm-hmm. like I am, your book it's nerd. Fun. It's fun to go through and it's fun to go through and find all the little hidden images within the movies that. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm sure there's a fuck ton in, oh, yeah. in it. Yeah. I mean, I know there are for the movies. Like, I'm well aware there's <laughs> Easter eggs all over the place in those movies. But, like, I'm sure that if you know the book well enough, there's there's so much more that you'd never in a million years even think about. Oh, yeah. You know, without, without having that context. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my number three here, uh, I can't speak too much on because you already mentioned it. Oh, no. Uh, my number three because it was one of the first times that I had heard of a crossover like this. It was seeing the uh, the Xenomorph skull in Predator 2. Oh. And the thing is, is, I've never seen Predator 2, which 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 speaks volumes of how how much this scene impacted like people like my friends that liked these kind of movies, scary movies too. Mm-hmm. You know, it was such a big deal that the xenomorph skull was in predator 2 that like even if you've never seen the movie you know about it like that's right. how that's how big of a deal that was when it came out and how it was for a lot of years and, and you know especially up until the alien vs. predator mm-hmm. um so that was my number 3 though it's just like that was one like when i think of easter eggs when i think of like the most the ones that stuck with me the most in my head for whatever reason that one is one of the first ones that comes to mind every time because I just remember everybody f- flipping their shit about it whenever they saw it for the first time, <laughs> uh-huh. even though I still have yet to actually see it for the first time. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the clips online. I've seen the pictures. Like, I know the scene. Yeah. Um, I just, I've just never seen the rest of the movie. That's all. But, uh, but yeah, that was my number three. Um, since that was such a short one, why don't you jump into your, your next one? Okay. Um, so my number two, then, uh, is actually not horror at all. 
It's actually <laughs> it's actually a comedy. It's actually more action, and it's actually a cartoon. Okay. <laughs> but there's a reason. Uh, I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, cartoons, mm-hmm. right? We all grew up with cartoons. We all love cartoons still. Don't watch them habitually anymore. However, I was watching the 2012 reincarnation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and I know yeah. I've mentioned this to you before, but the 2012 TMNT cartoon is a gold mine for genre fans. Uh-huh. The writers of this show must have been just some of the biggest fans of of horror and sci-fi and just genre in general. Because almost every single episode has something in it that hearkens to it, whether it be references, whether it be plot lines, whether it be uh, care uh, actors coming in, voice actors coming in to do certain roles, like uh, like Jeffrey Combs did a co- did a couple of different roles. Uh, there's there's tons of different like uh, characters that are reminiscent of horror movie characters that are in the TMNT cartoon, mm-hmm. and it's funny because it's made for kids and it's made for an audience of kids that would not have any idea what these things are mm-hmm. and it almost makes me wonder if the writers just kept getting the stuff right by the producers and whoever was like checking it because they just didn't know any better they had right. no idea what the stuff was right you just and make like an offhanded reference to something it's not exactly if they don't know what it is as long as it makes sense sort of into what they're talking about yeah but if you know like if you know to pick up on this stuff it's a gold mine it's everywhere i would call veto Right, because because Vito is is another huge TMNT fan, way bigger than me. We both grew up with it, so we're both. It's a big part of our uh, our growing up. Sure. Um, I would literally have conversations with him, and we'd watch these fucking stupid Ninja Turtle half an hour episodes, right, on Nickelodeon, and we we would we'd watch them and we would call each other. I'm like, did you see this? Did you see this? Did you hear this? Like they mentioned this. Like is like every time it was a treasure trove of just <laughs> just horror and genre gold in these episodes <laughs> and my one example that i will use is they had an episode so remember in the um in the first movie right they retreated to april's uh cottage yeah that was back in the woods after the big doug uh, uh pawn store fight and all that stuff right yeah well that was that came from the original uh comic book from my understanding okay and they redid that um that uh, that that storyline in the the 2012 version where they had to retreat to K- April's cabin. April's cabin looked a whole lot like the Evil Dead cabin. First off, <laughs> and the name of that episode was Within the Woods. And if you know anything about Evil Dead, and you know anything about that franchise, before Evil Dead was made, Sam Raimi and company they made a short film to get financing. That short film was called. Within the woods, it's so, so bad. it is a deep <laughs> fucking cut for these writers of Ninja Turtles, right? Mm. To to reference as the title of the episode, and then like I said, the cabin looks like the Evil Dead cabin. Like it kind of like there's all these things that kind of play into it. And you know, you know me, my gigantic Evil Dead fandom over here. Like to me, that's just like it's it's beautiful it's it's <laughs> it's made for people like me and i'm gushing over it now because i love it so much oh gushing but if you're if you're a if you're a horror fan and you like ninja turtles i cannot recommend that 2012 nickelodeon cartoon enough 
It seems kitty at first. It really does. But it's it's so good. It's so good. What a loser. I know, right? Okay, I'm, I'm done gushing. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking plug my legs up. <laughs> oh, I'm, done, I'm done gushing. All right. Uh, this, this next one is one of my favorite ones, and I never noticed it until... Uh, how long ago did we do our Gremlins episode? Oh, I don't know. It's been maybe about a year. A year or so. A year so. and a half, something like that. I've seen Gremlins. I've seen the movie Gremlins countless times throughout my life. Uh, and I never noticed this little this little tidbit until the last time that I watched it for this show. Um, and once I saw it, I was like, has that always happened? Like, that's <laughs> How did I miss this every single time? Uh, but it's such a fun little detail. It has nothing to do with the story, and it's like, and it's so, I I guess I was going to say it's so like fantastical and far-fetched that it's almost ridiculous, but I'm also talking about a movie where a fucking, where a furry little creature shoots eggs out of its back, and then they they come to life as weird gremlin creatures, so I guess it's not that far-fetched. Don't make fun of my backside. <laughs> <laughs> this is... uh. The part in the movie where his dad, uh, Billy, right? Is that his name? Billy? Yeah. Billy's dad, uh, who is an inventor, he's at an, inven- an invention convention, inventor's convention. The invention convention? The invention convention. Was that? Yeah, that's what we called our... Yeah, we had a thing. We, we, had, a com- we had a competition at our school when we were younger called the invention convention. Uh, wow, James, so cool. Did you guys not have that? It was so cool. Um, so this is the part where uh, Billy's dad is calling from the inventor's convention, and he sits down at a payphone, and right behind him, you can see these guys looking at something that looks very familiar, and it's because it looks a lot like the uh, the H.G. Wells time machine. <laughs> and these guys are kind of looking around at it, and... And the uh, I, if I remember correctly, the thing starts to like the disc on the back starts to spin a little bit, and then they cut away from the dad on the phone for a second, and then when they cut back to the shot of the dad, the time machine is gone, and there's a couple of guys in the background just like looking at this smoke, <laughs> this smoky area where the time machine was before. <laughs> And so it basically suggests that the H.G. Wells time machine was sitting right behind the dad and was functional and disappeared right in that moment. Have you ever noticed that? No, I've never noticed it's, that. It's, it's super hysterical. funny. <laughs> I, I, I might have I brought it up on that episode that we that we did for the Gremlins, but I can't remember for sure. If you did, um, I don't remember and it didn't stick yeah, with me, but that's, it's just that's a funny, funny. It's just a funny, crazy little detail. Like, it, it's so comedic in a in a... In a part of the movie that seems like just so ordinary because he's just mm-hmm. calling his family to check in, you know what I mean? Um, that's one of my favorites, hands down. I, I I love that one because it's so unassuming and it's and it's it's not even like blink and you miss it. It's totally obvious that it's happening, but you don't really pay attention. That and also if you're not familiar with that with that time machine, right? Right. You right. wouldn't you wouldn't really understand what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, somebody somebody was a fan of the time machine. Mm-hmm. And and there you have it. Yep. Yeah. Uh okay. yeah, so that's that's mine. What else you got? Okay, my number one. We're we're at the end here. My number one. And this should come as absolutely no surprise. I will also say this. I will bet, I will put 
my life savings, which is like six, six, eh, six, seven, yeah, six or seven bucks. That's my life savings. Okay. Um, on the fact that this is would be on nobody else's number one on a top ten list for best Easter eggs. Okay. Um, Jason goes to hell. <laughs> The Necronomicon in Jason Goes to Hell, of course, it's an Evil Dead reference. Come on, what do you expect from me? But the fact that you have a franchise as big as Friday the 13th, granted, it had lost a lot of steam by that point, but like the fact that you have a franchise that is that big, that is just blatantly referencing Evil Dead in the sense where it's not even like an Easter egg in the sense where it's hidden, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe this defies the definition of Easter egg, but I suppose if you don't know what it is, you don't know what it is, right? Yeah. Um, but the fact that like they spend a good couple of seconds just zoomed in on the book, flipping through it, and it was the actual book. We've talked about this before. It was the actual book from the Evil Dead movies, right? Like the actual prop real. It's they, a real yeah. prop, yeah. Um, the fact that it was there and the fact that they tied the two things together and the fact that, um, Marcus, uh, what's his name? The director, the fact that he, he smashed these two franchises together without anybody knowing it is it's, he's doing the Lord's work. It's all I'm saying. (laughs) He's doing the Lord's work. You know me, I love Jason Goes to Hell. I'm the only person in the world that loves Jason Goes to Hell as much as I do. But um, but yeah, I, I do remember, though, like between the Necronomicon, which is the main thing, and then the Freddy Glove at the end, the other Easter egg, between those two things, like, come on. It's it's a wet dream for for horror aficionados. Right? It's, it's just like... Uh, it's everything it's you got, want. <laughs> it's got all the elements. It's got all the elements except for one major element. Uh, what's that? A good movie to wrap around it? <laughs> nope, nope. It's got all the. It's got. It's oh. got. It's got Freddy. It's got nope. Jason. Oh, actually, no. It does have all the elements. It's got all the elements that actually bring up. <laughs> it's funny that you did Jason Goes to Hell for your final one, because for for my final one, even though it's. It's one that everybody knows about, but it's one that when I learned about it, I was, I was, I was, I, I, when I learned about it, I was, because I had never noticed it upon like many, many viewings. I had never noticed it. And it's the scene in Evil Dead 2 where where Hash goes out into the, into the shed and Freddy Krueger's glove is hanging on the, uh, on the wall of the, of the shed. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 kind of cool because you you brought up Jason goes to hell, which involves Jason, Ash, and Freddy all in one movie. Yep, rounding it out, going back to Evil Dead Two involving Ash and Freddy. Mm-hmm. Throw a little Jason in there. You it's, got a, you got you got. Here's the thing: they, you got both of day. these both of these things are it's like no surprise right oh yeah of course it's one of the most famous easter eggs that there are in movies right but there's a reason for that like, yeah. there is a reason cuz it's it's like two like absolute it's why in their what late 50s now like Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield talking about fighting again right it's the talk of the town because they're fucking heavyweights cuz right. they're they're titans right? right there's no way that you can do this and people aren't going to pay attention to it right that's how i feel about these two easter eggs these these two franchises 
Sorry, the the beer is getting to me tonight. Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's the it's all the it's all the nuts I've been ingesting. Mm. Um, like the you have these two franchises that are the titans of of that of that fight per se, right? Yeah. And it's it, you can't ignore them. You cannot make a top ten list of Easter eggs and not include these Easter eggs, which are some of the biggest ones in the entire genre. Yeah. Right. Then and. The thing is, like, we mentioned this at the beginning, there's there's a, a an absolute ton of Easter eggs that are sprinkled in here and there in movies. We've seen a ton of them, but they don't stick with you. Like, you that's watch it. the movie, and you might mention it to the person next to you or think about it yourself. Like, oh, that's funny. That's from this, right? But like, they don't really stick with you. And, and it's the ones that like are ingrained in your head that the first time you saw them or the first time you heard about them, they they actually have like like rented space in your brain because they meant something, you know, because they, they affected you that much. Right. So of course these ones are going to be our number ones. They're, they're the most important horror franchises, you know, in the game. And there's a difference. And, and I actually, I kind of did add on this list. Like, uh, I think there's a difference between Easter eggs and hidden details about the movie. I actually well, think I actually think I only had one where it was about a hidden detail, and it was that was the Cloverfield one. But I also included the homage to John Carpenter in that one. Um, but technically speaking, like we said at the beginning, though, an Easter egg is, is is something that is a hidden part of the movie. It's something that is intentionally hidden that you have to find. But I think I think that there, so I, I think we could do I think we could do a, a whole other show just about hidden details of a movie, though. Because I I would I then I would start to bring up even more like stuff in Hereditary that's just insane sure. or like uh, or like um, Hill House yeah Hill oh geez well Hill House I guess you could even consider those Easter eggs technically but first of all I've only watched one episode of Hill House I started it a few days ago by the way um, I need to I need to watch the rest but like I guess you could call those Easter eggs but really they're they're hidden details. Which I would, yeah. I, I kind of separate the two, right? Wouldn't you separate I the mean, two a little bit? They are, but they aren't. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. They, <laughs> they, they're all under the same umbrella. It's, I think it's just a matter of it's like an, it's where like an, they fall. It's like in hereditary, like, uh, like what's what's a good what's a good example? Like, uh, the, the there's that one shot of the house in the daytime, and you just see like a, a shot of the house and the woods behind it, and then all of a sudden, it's like somebody turned the lights out and you see the shot of the house at night. If you're just looking at the house, all you see is like the shot of the house in the day and then the shot of the house at night. What you don't notice upon your first viewing is that when the lights go out, there's a circle of people standing around the house, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily an Easter egg. It's just more of a, a hidden it's detail. A hidden detail a, yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah, I, I, I separate the two a little bit. There's a lot of there are there were a lot of other Easter eggs for this episode that I I wanted to bring up like some honorable mentions. There's some really cool stuff in uh, Behind the Mask. Mm-hmm. Leslie Vernon, like the idea that Eugene might actually be Billy from uh, Black Christmas. Yep. And then even that somebody brought somebody brought up the fact that he's got a toolbox, an old fashioned toolbox, sitting in the back of his car. So he might even be like based on some of the things that he talks about. He might even be the uh, the toolbox murderer. Like that's that's a really fun that's a really fun sure. part. And Les, I mean Leslie Vernon, uh, behind the mask. That's another one of those movies that's just sort of 
metal. Chocked, like it's, it's just like, chocked yeah, like so metal, much, yeah. so much yeah. about it is a call out to every other uh, like huge director in the in the genre. You could say you could say that a movie like uh, Dale and Chuck or Dale and Chuck, Dale um, and uh, Tucker and Dale, Tucker and Dale, jeez, <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus the Evil. Like you could say that that I mean that's another movie that has Easter eggs all over it too. You know, like it's it's referencing so many different things. But it's, that's a movie that doesn't work without it's, those. It's weird how I feel like I feel sort of uh I hope you'll get this when I say this like it has a bunch of references to other horror movies, but somehow somehow you look at a reference and and you can tell whether it's an easter egg or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like there's there's got to be something like almost veiled about it for for it to be an easter egg. If it's if it's directly a reference to something, then you're just like, oh, that's funny. That's a reference to this movie. But there's got to be like some slight veil, and you have to go beyond the veil. Something, <laughs> something that makes you something that it makes you feel like you worked for it. Oh, shout shout out to the old name, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like you kind of have to think about it to mm-hmm. to really get to the root of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I think that's it, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, dude. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we can wrap it up there. That's I'm, uh, that's I'm, our that's our top ten top ten list of Easter eggs in horror movies. Happy uh, Happy Easter, man. Happy Easter, bud. Yeah, drink um, some uh, drink some more chocolate. Eat some more chocolate. Maybe I intend, uh, on, I maybe, intend maybe, on doing both. Maybe give give your wife some of the sweet stuff. <laughs> if you if you know what I mean, James. <laughs> Get ready for my sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, happy Dropping Easter. fucking jelly beans. <laughs> Dropping Skittles. <laughs> I want to Skittle all over your biddle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. but <laughs> It's not outrageous, whatever it is. All right. Uh, Happy Easter, folks. Uh, have have a good one. We'll see you next week. We don't know what we're doing yet. We'll, I uh, have an idea for next week, James. Mike's I'm going to run it by idea. you as you soon as we get off this, because I have an idea. Yeah, all right. It's going to be a good one. Okay. Well, hey, uh, well, then we're going to stop this, and I'm going to talk to Mike, because he's my friend. Yeah. Uh, cheers to you, bud. Uh, we'll, cheers. Uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Can, am I not supposed to cheers you? Why are you looking at me like that? Well, I mean, what if what if these fine people listening to us want to find us on our social medias, James? Oh, jeez. I guess that would <laughs> I guess that would make a lot of sense. If you want to find us on our social media, you can find us on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. We are uh, the podcast is available on all major streaming sites. Uh, obviously, you've already found us, so please tell a friend. Um, yeah, check us out on YouTube. We have a show there. Hopefully, we'll be back pretty soon here. Oh, we're going to be vaxxed. We're going to be doing so many us, YouTube videos, with, dude. With both of us getting vaxxed, we're gonna we're just going to fucking oh, go nuts on YouTube, right? We're just going to go crazy yeah. on it. Well, maybe do like one episode a month. It's gonna be we're, nuts. We're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna get monetized, and then we're gonna get demonetized within a week. Yep, yep. Does James help. is gonna get monetized. I'm just gonna like get I don't know molested or something. Probably, <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. Nothing, nothing good ever happens by me. me. <laughs> so you know, it's consensual. All right. Well, All right, I, uh, I think that 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 joke means we need to go. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Cheers, bud. Cheers, sir. Have a good night. Yeah.